Of the IWC. Welcome to Wrestling on the Rocks, episode one. Bugging. Bugging. Thank you, Marv, our opener. Marv, always crushing it. Thanks for warming up the crowd, Marv. Love it. Good guy. Good guy. Welcome to the Die Bar. This is episode one, Wrestling on the Rocks. With me today for Thursday Night Chaser to drink away the garbage. We got Miss Mary. Well, hello. Hey. How's it going, folk? It's a. Oh, did yeah. you guys see me at Dynamite? No. I looked a bunch. I was there. Yeah. Had yeah. the world shittiest seat. But there was okay. a couple times where it the 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 camera caught the corner right over that table, and I was like, "Is that the top of her head?" Like it was hard to. Yeah. It was never long enough to actually make the distinction that that's you you know what i mean like just a glimpse where i was like i think that might have been her but i don't know so. uh what's in yeah, your glass what that, are you drinking? that was me what am i drinking yeah what well, are you drinking what's in your glass just regular coke because you know 
I need to not be tipsy when talking about what I saw yeah. and all the shenanigans. Well, I didn't have shenanigans, let me tell you that. But I need no. to be a little tipsy, so not tipsy. So well, it makes I'm sense. If you're going to be talking about Tony Khan, there's nothing better to have while talking about him than just regular Coke. Yeah. It's like an homage, really. And every time I take a sip, it's the equivalent of taking a bump. That should be yeah. the new Tony, uh, the new AEW drinking game. Yeah. Or if you really Bump are that rail. hardcore. You... Mm-hmm. I wonder if they would release a shirt that said AEW is on the rails. No, we have to you know make our mean? own. Because it's not off the rails. You know what I mean? But he's bumping rails the whole time he's booking the show. Ooh, AEW, read between the lines. <laughs> That's a great pay-per-view. Yeah, I want to make a whole series of AEW cocaine shirts. <laughs> you know what? People might buy them, actually. We Yo, need to I've have it so it's straight up shops of just fucking bootleg stuff getting away with it. And there's been a lot of times where, like, I'll see them tag the talent and stuff. Be like, look at, I made these shirts Dude, and I'm selling them. Get... Isn't that great? And I'm all like, fuck, I, if I was them, I'd shut you the fuck down. Like, down. You can't just design a t shirt of somebody else and sell it for your no. own. Like, that's their life. You know what would be perfect is friend of the show, show Roy wants to make cancel, um, have cancel con, which is his inception of this is all these canceled wrestlers and whatnot and whatnot or people. And he's like, do you think people would come? I go, yes. And they wouldn't I tell people, people they would come, come because, because of why? Because it's like hot garbage and people love hot garbage. Yeah. Well, there's that, and I think that there's also like the anti-culture culture, right? Like, I'll fucking yeah. show them. Like, CYN had a pretty reasonable turnout to a lot of events because it, it had a lot of did. heat on it. You know what yeah. I mean? And so people were going almost to protest all the woke. You know what I mean? So I actually think a cancel oh, con yeah, would absolutely. work. But I don't know if Roy wants you just telling the fucking internet that. <laughs> I don't know, but Roy thinks it's a great idea. I think it's great. Uh, let's see. I think it's In my too. glass. I think it's great. I've got, I'm going to try one more time. We're doing one more round. I bought four of these. I tried them yesterday and it nearly made me sick. They're so bad. Um, Crook and Marker organic brewed cocktails made an organic espresso martini that I was so fucking thrilled about. 10% zero sugar. The thing was sour. That doesn't like, seem right. Sour. I added sweetener to it and it tasted like sweetener in a really sour asshole so then i added a bunch of sweet creamer to it and that didn't help and then i added actual coffee to it and that didn't help and then the creamer started to curdle in it i had to dump the whole thing but one thing we did notice after the fact was it said shake well before serving and i thought maybe all the sweetener and stuff and whatever it's meant to taste like is settled at the bottom and i just left it all down there so I'm jerking the can right now, and I'm shaking the shit out of it. I'm going to try it one more time. We're going to – I have another drink here of vodka and Starburst zero sugar drink. 
Okay. With that sounds good. It's delicious. I've had it so many times. So that's one that I'll have if this continues to be a bowl sack sour. It got two out of five stars on a review. A review gave it two out of five. Two's more than I'd give. It starts. Hold on. Whoa. This person says, I actually created an account just to leave this review. That's how bad this product is. That's how the review starts. It starts with that. And I <laughs> totally get it and wow. think that they were being nice by giving it two stars. How do you get the oh, second man. star? Because the labeling is also shit. It's a sticker on a fucking blank can. You can even see the different color of the thing. It looks homemade. The canning. <laughs> oh, Lord. It's now, a lot of times we say sponsored, not sponsored as the joke that like, hey, we wish they would sponsor us. In this case, they could fucking <laughs> no. block me, dude. They're not getting my like they could pay me oh and I can't drink this. Let, well, let me let's see. No. I've shaken the shit out of it. I've jerked this can <laughs> all over. Whoa. If you're listening audio unpleasant, wise, unpleasant. People. I need a paper towel okay. stat. See, I hope I, people... not a whole roll. I'm gonna because now I'm ugh, thank you. Oh, it's not fine the way you did it, and I could have ruined my shirt. Oh god, Marsh. <sighs> yeah, I just needed one paper towel. I could have grabbed a roll. Oh I'm leaving you a bad review on paper towel retrieval. <laughs> you know, didn't ugh. You know, I think our our viewers or listeners. I don't like the smell of it. If you're not listening slash watching us on some sort of video format, you're missing out. Okay. Yeah. Because if I hear I'm jerking a can, I'm like, what the hell is this we're listening to? That we're talking about wrestling? What's going on? And then, yeah, I I don't know, but I I'm, I'm just yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pouring it over ice and let it sit for a second, get nice and ice cold. It's been in the fridge for days, so it's not that it's not cold. But something I've learned yeah. about ice and such is it numbs the flavor of things. And that's why they tell you not to put like really good whiskeys in it because you don't get the full flavor or red wines aren't meant to be chilled because it numbs the flavor of it. So that's what I'm no going ice. for with this one. Coke with no drink. ice. You get me. No ice. Yeah. Yep. No ice. So uh -uh. So you get the fullest mm -hmm. flavor, a mm -hmm. robust Coke flavor. Yeah, wonder, and people used to think what are Tony Khan's because... favorite flavor of Coke. Huh. He 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 seems like a classic guy. Yeah, he sticks Original. with the originals. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then when something like flirty comes around, like I don't know, uh. Vanilla cherry coke. He's like, oh, nine days, nine days. Yeah, I don't do that very well. Sorry. I think that was you know, it's too. not better. It's not better, but it's not worse. I'll say the aftertaste is unpleasant. It's an, un it's an unpleasant aftertaste. It tastes like fake sugar. Like the like the shitty bef not even stevia like the ones before stevia the powdery weird ones that people kept going I'm not having it you know how you go places and they have like the sweet and low and the equal and then there's mm -hmm. the other one that's a powdered okay. fake sugar that no one touches that one mm -hmm. you mean the blue but one? I will say 
Yeah, but it's the blue one that's not equal. It's the one that became a different one. E the yellow one. I think the yellow one. Yeah, I think that's the one. Evie that's is green. Garbage. Sweet and yeah. pink. Equal is yeah. blue. Blue. Whatever so the yellow, the yellow one, yeah. one is. And there's equal. always a ton of the yellow one. Because equal. no one. Yeah, because nobody wants that. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet and Low's pink one. But I will say, after having the slightest sip of this, because I was afraid to drink it, it does feel mm -hmm. like I could get through it if I sipped it like that. Horrible. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not so bad that you go, oh, like, like I was nearly gagging with Bishop yesterday and not for the normal reasons. This was a drink related reason. <laughs> but big shouts to Big Bishop. Yeah, Bishop, who wants to try to come on this show. Bishop, you can come on the show. I'm dropping your name again. You say you want to come on this show, okay? Yeah. But there's got to be some rules. You got to watch one of the things, okay? And oh, preferably not the first. NXT. You, you got to watch says... Tony Khan produce. It says it's two drinks because there's so much, and it's... Mm -hmm. Ugh, I feel like they could put five or six on the label and say, don't have very much. It's really tough to get through. That's not good. We're fucking dismal. You know, if they did sponsor, if they sent me money, I would pour regular coffee into a glass and pretend it was them. I wouldn't even drink it. You can't say that before. You got to really <laughs> hype it up. And then don't tell them. Take the money. God, do we not know? How That's to do just this? it, Amanda. Is I did hype it up to the best of my ability. Yeah, but obviously, <laughs> I'm not know, talking as bad as it actually well. is. So you're the Sammy Guevara or Will Osprey of product promotion. That's all it is. That's your title. That's true. <laughs> no, yeah. well. Yeah, mm -hmm. no cell sitting. That's not a good time. Kuro says, out of context, this sounds bad. And I beg to differ, Kuro. I think in context, it sounds Kiro, bad, too. Kuro, you're so right. That's what I was trying to say. If you're listening to this audio-wise and not seeing visual, this is bad. This is bad. And this is a man that produces a resi. Oh. Produces a oh. All right. See? Oh, I had even yeah. less sip on the third one. I've been going smaller and smaller sips, and that one, like, I felt it hit my th my throat, and it was bad. How like do I you do this? Lady. How do you make this and know what it tastes like and then put it in a can? You know what I mean? Like, you usually yeah. have a board of people who taste shit first. How did this make it to a shelf? You know what? Like I'm mad at Sometimes everyone in the company. You gotta think of it this way. I'm gonna put it into a wrestling context. We're gonna talk wrestling context here, okay? Like yeah. some of these people, they think, "Oh my god, this is entertaining. Let's sign them." Luigi the Pizza Dude, okay? I don't understand yeah. that shit. There you go. That that's you my think, that's my. Uh, you think that, right that these fucking people just think that all zero sugar shit tastes like this, and they go, "Ah, oh, it's pretty bad," but that's what everything else tastes like. You know what I mean? Probably, probably. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, I don't want to say I wish I knew what it tastes like because honestly, I no. have no desire, absolutely no desire. So, I mean, yeah. I think the dead giveaway is the first name is it's Crook and Marker. 
Yeah, well, no there you fucking go. kidding. They're crooks and marks, a hundred percent. Like there, I mean, that why maybe it's the most it? true to. I got worked. Is that why you want it? Yeah, this is like some Madoff shit. Mm, All right. Well, I'm gonna have to. You, you, I don't want to say you get what you pay for, but sometimes this wasn't on clearance. This was like an expensive product that I thought was. I played regular money for this. It was oh. like thirteen bucks for a four pack. You and I thought, okay, then. it can't be that bad. They wouldn't be a fucking idiot about this, but no, I bought it. I definitely bought it. Oh god. Kira's talking about my videos out of sync. I know, I know. Um, I'm gonna fix it. But to do that, I'm gonna dump out the I'm gonna move this to a, a station far away from me. I want you to talk birthdays and I'll be right back. Okay. All right. So Marshall will love this when he gets back. So we've got a lot of really great birthdays, you guys, as we uh, normally do. So uh, let's see. Shout outs. Happy birthday. Some of these people we all know and love. Well, maybe not love, but anyways. So I think I lost the tab that I had the birthdays on. God yeah. damn it. You grossed me out. And No, I did not. I found it. Here we go. All right. Sorry, guys. Only episode one. Take a drink. Don't drink March's drink, but take a drink. So, um, Hanson. I know him as Hanson. You guys who watch WWE know him as Ivar. The, what is their damn tag? The Viking Raiders. Thank you. I was like, they changed it so many times. Ivar, happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's today. Woohoo! Yeah, also celebrating a birthday. Yeah, also selling a celebrating a birthday. Now, I don't know if did he change his name now because now that they're not you know grizzled young vets, the schism. How do they have individual names now? Yeah, they do for sure. They do. They well, I don't know. Um, Honestly, I don't know what uh, he was going uh, by, but. James I have Drake, no happy idea. Birthday. But James, James Drake, Drake, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. But I don't know mm-hmm. what his schism name is because it doesn't say. So, no idea. I know. We, we're we not, we don't do research. Well, I don't. So, you know, whatever. Uh, and then Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy, happy birthday. Um, Tyler Bate, happy birthday. Uh, Chad Gable is going to be celebrating a birthday as Tyler well. Bate. Um, Tyler Bate and Chad Gable have birthdays of... that close? Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. We also have a lot of um, ROH ones. Now, did they sign um, uh, Dr. PJ Black? I have Justin no idea Gabriel. who that is. Did they resign him? No idea who that is. I don't know. But they should. Happy birthday. Dalton Castle, the party peacock. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Um, one person I'm not you know, I'm not a fan of. She's okay. Jordan Grace, happy birthday, girlfriend. Um, Chase Owens, Bullet Club for Life, baby. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Bruce Pritchard celebrating his birthday this week. Oh, fuck yeah, Bruce. Yeah. Fuck yes. yeah, Bruce. So, happy birthday, Bruce. Unless your birthday's. Kiro says oh, bald Marsh. schism dude is Rip Fowler and the other is Jagger Reed. Dude, I know I've oh, heard I it before and that still feels like the first time I've ever heard it. Jagger Reed. 
is what um yeah. james that's Drake the one is going all, right. Mm -hmm. all right marsh look at my background now was that no. what you saw on tv it looks like your security no i'm it sitting does. on the actual side the fans sit on i know but With you look like security because i don't know if you if you've ever seen the security standing there, they sit with their back to to the to the the barrier, yeah. and they look towards the audience. That's what you look like in this moment because you, I know this is your view, but you I look know. like your security because you've got your back to the to the ring. I probably will so do a better job. Yeah, it could be. Give yeah, me yeah. the shirt. I'll probably do a better. Kuro's telling me to watch Impact. There. You had your chance, Carol. When I told you I needed someone to come on. I said if you came on, I would watch Impact, and you did not. So now I don't get to watch it. Yeah, Kiro. Yeah. Now this is I the will stupidest say, shit. Why I... would he say this shit? Hendry used a Dreamcast to help win a match. Fuck that. I'm not watching that. I believe in Joe Hendry, and you know what? I don't believe in hold Dreamcast. On. Well, I hold on. I I'm going to. I'll be right back. You. I will talk. You can hear me. You just can't see me. Oh shit. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. yep. I'll be back. Hold on. All right. I'll do that and then you can just come back. Yeah. Uh let's see. But Andrew no, I was told Kiro that impact I should be watching and apparently they had a good Vegas taping event, I guess. Every time I event. hear every time I hear that I gotta watch it, I'll check out some stuff that's just they always have good stuff, but there's also so much other stuff that I just go, this is fucking like what like like the idea we're using a fucking video game console to win a match. Like I don't like the Miracle on 34th Street match that WWE does every year. I don't like when they use Legos. I don't like that shit. It's like it's not endearing to me. It's like a mockery to me. You go, oh, isn't it funny? Okay, well. So, yeah, they always do stuff. And, I mean, all the stuff with Bully. It's, some of the stuff is so telegraphed and phony that it's like it tries so hard to be real that it comes off phony. So, yeah, I'm not not watching because they on. used a Dreamcast. Yeah. Uh, Amanda's almost back. Um, but we are going to talk real quick some NXT stuff before we get into uh, – Miss Amanda Jane's Dynamite Adventures and about how she needs a Netflix account desperately. Okay. I am back. See, I told you. I do oh believe God. in Joe Hendry. If you came back with a Dreamcast I shirt, I would have liked it more. <laughs> well, I don't have yeah. one. But Joe Hendry had a yeah, thing no. where if you bought his shirt, oh, yeah? he would actually sing a song about you or a little line of a song. And I'm like, this guy's not going to do it. So I did. No, very few people did it. But I got mine. I was like, oh, yeah. Love the guy. Love the guy. Did he send Go it like a, uh, was it, was it like a, a cameo thing or was it like on the show? No, he actually recorded it and it was on Twitter. It was on social media. It wasn't even a cameo. It was fucking free. You buy your shirt. And actually, ROH's shirt back in the day the really really good soft style ones yeah All right. but pro wrestling tees was not doing their merch so. yeah they suck man uh That's let's it. see i want to talk to you about some nxt stuff did you watch much of this episode um it was okay except 
one thing stood out for me. So this was my big standout. As I was watching it, I watched it and then I reflected on it and thought, you know what? All in all, realistically, it's a good show. It had good matches and they're moving stuff along. I think the problem in the disconnect, and we've talked about it before, is that we do all know it is developmental. So you watch it kind of with that eye at times, like watching people grow and get better. There's a ton of women in here. And I think one of the reasons they shine so much is because they have identifiable progress week to week. You see them getting much better week in and week (laughs) out. A lot of the guys they're signing and bringing in and doing stuff with have been doing the same thing. Like, like, look, I love Tyler Bate and I love Carmelo Hayes. Mm -hmm. I watched this match and in my mind thought nothing's changed about them in three years. They look the same. They perform the same. They're having the same matches. They're cutting the same promos. That's not to say it's bad. It's to say that it's very good that I can't see on TV what you're getting any better at. So then it becomes a shit or get off the pot kind of concept. Are you going to be the Johnny Gargano or Ciampa that are just here for fucking five or six years doing just that? And that's your thing. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think with the women, you see them and you go, oh, in a couple years, they're going to be in WrestleMania. They're going to be that good. Mm -hmm. You see Carmelo and Tyler Bate and you go, they could have been in WrestleMania last year. You know yeah. what I mean? And so it the disconnect is you're watching people learn and watching other people clearly be I don't mean stagnant in a bad way, but they're been being stagnant. They're not growing in a way that we're seeing. So we're watching developmental yeah. and half the roster is not developing. They're already developed. With few exceptions like Carol brings up. Hank Walker, he's a perfect guy for this because we're watching mm-hmm. him grow and get better. The beginning of his promo backstage was kind of goofy and stupid but the rest of it was really good like that that fake kind of huh, 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 like he didn't want to be interviewed or something and you're all like no your character kind of is really happy to be here and probably would like that someone's bringing attention to him right mm-hmm. hank walker i love watching because i'm watching him better joe gacy i love watching because i'm watching him add layers you know what i mean yeah. I mean, I yeah, no. like Wes Lee has been cool to watch because we're watching him go through changes, whether they were his own fault or not, right? We're watching him get a deeper character. Nathan Frazier, he's fun to watch, mm-hmm. but uh, week to week, okay, I don't know. He's not become anything yet, like from a, from a charisma standpoint. So you see mm-hmm. why he might be there. He's got to work on character. But in the meantime, mm-hmm. go have banger matches with Wes, Wes Lee. Fuck yeah, I'm down for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't it's, know. A lot of these, a lot of the top talent is just there, and you don't know why they're there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I think that um, the problem is that there's no homes for anybody. And when I'm thinking about it now, where's Cameron Grimes? What right? is Cameron Grimes doing? Yeah, you know. And now it's like. You know, it it, it was a, it's a, it's a bad move 
And I really, really honestly, the best move should have been, he should have been Uncle Howdy or a version of Uncle Howdy and have the LA Knight feud again on a bigger scale. Mm. And I think it would have been magic. It's something. Yeah, it's better than nothing. I feel like Carmelo right now, I think he would be good in Hurt Business. I mean, there's no Hurt Business right now, so it's kind of weird no, to whatever. book him two years ago. Well, they should have, but anyways, but yeah, or whatever, something in there. I don't know. I don't watch his shit. I don't yeah, know. but I'm, but Carmelo has no reason not to be, you know, in matches yeah. against Ricochet on the main roster. You know what I mean? No shit. Start getting Ricochet, used to the bigger crowds. You know, Ricochet took him forever to get where he is. Yeah, and we've seen progress with him. Like in this year, they put Veer back there, retagged him up with his old buddy. And then brought mm-hmm. them back a few steps. Yeah. Sang- Sangha. I mean, they're they're now doing something with gender, which is cool, but it's kind of what it should have been a while ago. And they both made strides in their character to get further away from this. And then now they're back to it. And you're just kind of like, well, fuck. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's just a big disconnect between, between this and the main roster. And I'd almost wish that Braun Breaker would have moved up already that mm-hmm. Carmelo would have moved up, Tyler Bate moved up, and make space for some of these people who need to learn how to do this stuff and have like a gender be your champion for a while because he's been doing it long enough and believable enough that like he could be your champion for the same amount of time that Breaker has been, believably, and have a bunch of baby faces growing underneath him trying to take him down. You know what I mean? Especially with a faction like with guys like Jinder and Sangha behind him, he'd be a fucking force. And then you could have all these, I don't know. But the women are great to watch because they're fucking phenomenal and they're growing every day. Tiffany and Katana was such a cool match. I think they have massive features. Sol Ruka and Electra Lopez. Yeah. It was not a bad match. But it definitely, to me, highlighted why Electra Lopez had to come back to NXT. Why mm-hmm. she wasn't going to get called up to SmackDown. Uh, she yeah. needs a lot of work if she's going to be an in-ring performer and not just a valet. Where with Zelina, she's primarily going to be a valet and probably do some physicality from time to time. I think the goal for Electra is to have her doing physicality a lot of the time. So it makes sense why she's back. But yeah, I don't know. Watching yeah. it, it was a fun show, <laughs> but like yeah, with few exceptions, you're kind of watching people who you're not sure why they're there. And I think that that's, I think it's a big disconnect. Mm, well, Maiko and Zoe think, was real fucking good. Well, because it's Maiko. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Is like, we tend to forget that, you know, in certain scenarios that, you know, that's some, you know, some that's some great shit. So, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's just, yeah. you know. And even with Braun Breaker, me. you could make, oh, let's see what Kuro says because he just brought up Braun Breaker. He thinks uh, Dempsey is a big staleness of NXT. He almost feels like he's being punished for being Regal's kid. I actually feel the opposite. I feel like putting him with Gulak has actually done him wonders uh, as far as giving mm-hmm. giving him a, a direction for his character to go, uh, especially further away from Chase U, which is good. Uh, uh, he says for Braun Breaker is for some reason being treated like he's Roman Reigns in NXT and it's killing his character because NXT has given no reason for him to be unbeatable. Just that he's explosive, yeah. But another thing is this, is that I think that there's definitely room for guys like 
Carmelo and Tyler and Braun Breaker to grow. They're definitely not perfect, but we haven't seen growth in a year. You know what I mean? So to me, it comes down to have they gotten all they're going to get out of NXT and it's time to, to move them on and say, are you going to actually make it though? You've gotten everything we know mm-hmm. how to teach you. It's up to you now, right? And then move them on to the main roster. I think Braun's got a lo- long way to go before he main events WrestleMania, but I don't know that in the last year he's learned anything or shown anything that we can perceive on our side because clearly I think they're mm-hmm. all learning all the time. Yep. From the outside looking in, from what I'm seeing week to week, I'm seeing nothing different for a year. I think a change of scenery could be good for him just for us to be able to see him getting better as he goes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and also I think with Braun now, you're getting the Cena treatment and that's not a good thing. So Yeah. Now you're starting to split the crowd because I think because they haven't seen a growth. He came in super explosive, yeah. had these crazy good matches right away. Everyone said, this is mm-hmm. our dude. And a lot of people even said, why is he even down here? He should be on the main roster a year later. We're getting the same exact stuff and people are tired of it because if you're watching NXT, it's because you want to watch the journey. It's they don't they don't get the same viewership as SmackDown. Let's just use SmackDown. They're not getting they're getting a fraction of what SmackDown gets because a lot of people tune into SmackDown to see the best that WWE has right now, which is the bloodline storyline. To see the Sammies <laughs> and Kevins and Bloodline and you know people tune in to raw to see the best the women's have, you know what I mean? They want to see Becky and damage control and them people tune in NXT at a much smaller number because they want to see the journey. They literally want to see you fall on your face and get back up and keep fighting and keep doing it. They want the Wesley story come in fiery hot, just killing it immediately. And something fucking happens and his whole career is shook and we get to watch him rebuild himself right in front of us. So by the time he gets to the main roster, he's a polished all-around guy. So I think that when we're not seeing it, we're disconnecting from it because we're watching NXT to see that journey, to see the growth. Does that make sense? Yeah. But here's my question for you. Yeah, go ahead. When growth gets stale, right, what do you do? Because are you trying to go and do like AEW type of booking where – you just beat the shit out of it like a dead horse. It's the same shit over and over and over again. Or what do you do? Because that's how Braun Breaker feels like to me now. Is It's yeah. the same booking that Tony Khan does every single week. Yeah, so I'm saying move Braun away from NXT. He, if, if we're not going to see a discernible growth anymore, then put him on the road. Put him on SmackDown. Put him on Raw. Have him out there starting in early matches, mid-card stuff. Put him in a feud with Dolph Ziggler or some shit. I don't know. I mean, they've got history, right? Why not put him back with Dolph Ziggler yeah. for a couple matches in a row? Then have him in a thing with mm-hmm. Chad Gable. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, move him around down there and have him in there with other people, other veterans, instead of kind of how they've been doing it. Because we're not seeing the growth and it's getting stale. I think sometimes if we're not seeing it, we're disconnecting from it because NXT is where you go to see that, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm not going to see him get different or change, then change where he is. So it feels different. It feels new. Do you feel schism <clears throat> is only there to really develop Gacy or I think it's developing all what? of them. 
Really? But they I think were great Gabe, as Grizzly Young Bucks. I loved them. They were stupid. To me, I thought they were so done as Grizzly Young I was over them. Uh, uh, but that yeah, was but because they, they came out week after week. They were great in ring. That's not the problem. The problem is their character was we're grizzled young vets and every week we're the soon to be and it was a fucking gimmicky soon. It was lame that they wouldn't hang, they, they wouldn't stop doing and it made them look like uh, less than because they were always soon to be the champions and they never were the champions. So for four years wow. I've watched you say that you're the soon to be champions that you're just that good. We're the grizzled young vets. We are young but wrestle like people who've been doing it for 16 17 years but then you're not winning any of these matches i thought the whole gimmick had to be i thought it had to change i had mentioned it before they got before they went through the big thing i wouldn't have ever guessed this was the direction to take them but i was totally over the grizzled young vets for sure this is driving me to drink now i need alcohol yeah. <laughs> yeah. well you broke me marsh but all in all, the show was solid. Like it was a fun show to watch. But when I'm watching things and realizing I've disconnected from stuff like Brooks and, and Briggs, I'm so disconnected from them because I haven't liked where the character started nor where it's going. And the characters have largely been the same for a year as well. We've had the same Briggs is not a ladies man story this whole fucking time. And that's his whole character is he's just fucks up in the ring because he just can't get laid outside of the ring like that's not a character that i'm, I'm super sure invested laid in outside the ring. not according to storyline they had a whole storyline where he was out with injury because he hurt his wrist masturbating too much that was oh, part funny. of his story and it's like it could be funny around your character but that is his entire character the guy who masturbates so bad he breaks his wrist like I think that the disconnect comes when it's like we're watching just shit get stale. You know what I mean? And you're watching, and then here's the other yeah. thing. Shawn Michaels has had the same sense of humor since he was 12. So he's going to laugh at everything <laughs> that these kids do and say that's funny because that's what kids think is funny or some shit. And I don't find a lot of it funny. I think a lot of the humor on NXT is really bad. I don't think all the humor on main roster is great. But a lot of this humor that they put here is bad, bad. So... I don't know. I think the women are killing it, and I want all these women to keep getting this, these long matches because I want them to get to the main roster and fucking flourish. It also feels like it almost feels like they told HBK we need to fill out our women's roster on the main the main roster. We need a lot of women to get through developmental real fast. Yeah, because why else would you have Maiko versus Zoe? But even though more so, Soul versus Electra, they're both really young still. Tiffany versus Katana, who's teaching who in some of these matches? You know what I mean? But they're both like doing the thing. So I don't know. I don't know. The women, I think, are killing it because we're seeing them get so good that you're anxious for them to get the main roster. And the men, I think, are in a point where they're coming in so good already that for the most part, it's not like we're anxious to see them on the main roster. We just don't know why the fuck you're not on the main roster. You're just here taking up main event time. You've been having the same match and the same main events week after week for three years. So go have that on the mid card so you can work yourself up to a higher level. I want to see you get better. 
This is part of the journey. You have to leave now. God. It's bullshit. Yeah. But what you was the big statement uh... you had? Oh, go ahead. I was going to lean into this. I said, you, you know, one ones that I think it's time and I hope hmm. they move is what my standout was Gigi Dolan. Oh my God. Gigi Dolan fucking <sighs> crushed that. God. Now, I'll say this I've seen her on the indies more times than whatever. Um, mm hmm. And I didn't like her her gimmick, the thing with the tampon, a little extreme. I always thought she, I don't know why this girl's wrestling, because, you know, I remembered, you know, when people discovered that she was on the gypsy wedding thing, mm -hmm. um, that reality show. And yep. so for me, I'm like, oh, you know, don't know. That's kind of weird. But I look at it from where she went has been to now it's unbelievable because I don't think that when whoever found her I don't know if it was Regal or whomever um, I don't think they saw what she is now and if they did I'm, I'm shocked because of what she saw then yeah. when she was signed it was like what the hell right yeah so I don't know yeah, it, I mean, I don't away. know. I don't know what talent want in certain situations, realistically, right? Because like, you always don't want to be the dude who counted somebody out. You know what I mean? Or to say, you know, you don't want to be the person they cut promos about being like, when people thought I couldn't do it, you always want to be like, I believed. And I definitely didn't. I'm definitely one of those people who definitely counted her out because of all the stuff I saw in the Indies. I was like, I don't see how. I don't see how this would translate onto a bigger screen. I don't see how someone would see this and say, I want to groom this and put it on my TV. Like, yeah, I was one of those people. I mean, I don't think I was outwardly trashing her online or on the show or anything. Cause I typically just don't talk about stuff when I really don't like it. And I was just like, I'm not going to waste my, my time or efforts on trashing anybody. Right. But yeah, absolutely. except Gargano, but yeah, I well, definitely had thought. I definitely didn't see how you could get to here, right? So watching her show up and mm -hmm. present herself the way that she did, and get to this moment in this promo, like I'm blown away and floored by it. I'm a huge fan of hers, and she can definitely give a big "I told you so" and "fuck you, dude." And I even love part of this promo where she said she's always just been been happy just surviving. That was always good yeah. enough just to survive, and that hit really hard too because that was like. Some people's successes are just getting by. You know what I mean? And to see her get all the way to here is like, yeah, I'm sure we weren't the only two people who saw her in arena and just went like, I don't see where you go from here. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like mm -hmm. she's got fucking heart and you saw it there and you saw her put it out there in that promo. And that's what really got me too. Was I was like, she did all those things. Maybe not even because she thought it was the best idea, but just she thought it would get her by the next one. Well, at least it'll get me on one more show. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I was blown away by this, and it's amazing uh, what she's up to. And I think, I mean, again, the only issue I have with her and JC being split is that's one less women's tag team in the world that I thought was doing fucking great together. And they were. 
doing great together. And I think they're going to do an awesome. They're going to do awesome on the other side of each other in the ring. But I'll always be all like, oh, what could have been for another tag team in the in the big division? But what's going on with the tag division on the main roster? Uh, maybe it's for the best. Fuck. <laughs> I, you know, but. honestly, like I think that I have a feeling that they were all going to go. They were going to go as a, as a, as the three of them, and that really meant Mandy and that whole thing put a big wrench into it. But. Yeah. Even then, Mandy could have been on her, you know, doing the, you know, the singles thing with the girls as a team. They could yeah, have like even had control. all, they could have had a lot of dominance. Yeah. You know? I think so. I could have even saw an inaugural, like, um, a six woman with them and damage control. Mm-hmm. And that would have yeah. been great because you don't necessarily, in that one, you don't need heel face in that you know it's just the content of who's there and everything was just gonna be just tremendous so you already knew what you were getting into so that's where i'm like so is it best i don't know but they need to move up now because yeah i think without mandy it's stale we get stale I don't think it's stale yet, but at the same time, what's on the other side? Yeah, I think main roster should be on the other side of that that feud Absolutely. because, yeah, I think it's a fair thing too. Is it best? I don't know, but are they making the best out of what they have? Absolutely. You know what I mean? They have to. Was, uh, yeah, because they, they don't have a lot of choice and fuck, they're fucking, they're killing it. Yeah. They're killing it. Gigi's doing awesome and she's shutting up idiots like us online every day and I love it. So, yeah, keep doing you, you know? No, but actually, why would people shut us up? Let me ask you. I'm this saying us, us, fuck five years still... ago. We're, oh. you know what I mean? Like oh. when we just said, well, no one's going to want that. And then now look, we're like, well, she should definitely be on the main roster feuding with big time talent. I want to see her WrestleMania in a year. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we were wrong. Oh. That's yeah. all there is to it. And I think it's okay to be wrong. And then, you know, sometimes we, we haven't had yeah. our bottle of little crow in quite some time, but sometimes you got to eat a little crow and say, yep, I was wrong on that one for sure. Yeah, well, with, WWE and NXT, we've had to eat more crow than the other one because right now the other one we're booking. Yeah, yeah, we're right about that one a yep. lot. Uh, do you want to yeah, talk about we'll that one? Anything about. else on NXT that you want wanted to, to hit on? Because I'm ready to to hear no. your adventures in AEW. Yeah, but I really do want to make the one comment. Sorry, my glasses are all like slippy slidey, a little too loose. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to say that I don't like having roadblock. Between now and stand and deliver. Yeah. Is that what I the, get the idea? The but... is, what they're calling it? Yeah, but it's another yeah. dynamite. I've never been a big fan of naming all these weekly shows a different thing to pretend it's a bigger thing than it is. Like yeah. having Halloween Havoc on just a dynamite, make it a Saturday show. Having Roadblock on another dynamite, make it a Saturday show. Like dynamite I don't like it. Regular. I don't like Yeah. Winter is coming. Mm-hmm. Let it be a regular show. You know what I mean? Like, hey, make that a Saturday show. Like, sure, but I'm saying like, I miss it. I don't like AEW doing it. I don't like NXT doing it. And if you notice, SmackDown and Raw don't do it. They never have next week on Raw. The most you get is Raw 30, 30th anniversary. But, you know what I mean? Oh, they don't do like, that. You don't. They don't do that stupid shit anymore. The like with like the the casino theme, with the wheel. 
it was still about- raw. But even when they yeah. did the spin but the wheel make a deal, it was still raw. It was raw. And they were going to have spin the wheel make a deal on it. And even was it the Cyber Sunday was a Sunday show. They did a thing that was like it, but on Sunday. Like, I don't like renaming your weekly show a different name to pretend it's a bigger deal than it is. It's your... Yeah. Because it also, I think, undermines the importance of watching weekly. If you say, hey, every Dynamite, we're doing cool shit. Except in two weeks, that dynamite is special. Well, then what I got to watch for the next two weeks? You just told me your next two weeks are just not special. Make your weekly shows special, and then your special shows also mm-hmm. special. Like, fuck, like it undermines the weekly nature of wanting to watch every week when you tell me every third or fourth week, we'll make it actually a good one. We're going to put more effort into it. Fuck that. Yeah. Put in that effort in all of them. That's what bothers me is that there's that subtle psychology of when you name NXT next week Roadblock. That tells me that NXT this week is not important because it's just leading to next week. So nothing's going to happen until next week. Let me ask some of those things we got to pick on. Uh, But yeah, tell me, tell me about your AEW dynamite. What was this one? Was this wake in the quake? Was this the, um, the cry in the bay? I felt like it, but no, 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 this was just your standard, uh, dynamite you know um i want to preface this before i start into my adventure if you are a regular listen to this uh lovely i don't want to call it what this if you're a regular listener or even our casual viewer and you know who the hell we are y'all know i have not gone to any aew event marsh has been to one right nope not in the you didn't go to no, I was okay. at Double or Nothing in Vegas, but you didn't and go. I was offered tickets to be in the arena, and I opted not to. And I did a watch a watch along thing at Starcast, and it was like Blue Meanie, Sean Mooney. Um, okay. Fuck, it wasn't else. No, um, Joel Gertner, and someone else. I forget the other person because they weren't sitting near us at all. But they, we were just all in this big room in the big, uh, like where they were doing some of their live podcasts with a big screen and they were projecting it. And mm-hmm. we were all watching together mm-hmm. like that. And I was like, this, this is a fun watch party. I don't need to be in the arena. Right. And there was, the, okay. when I think about the Dustin and Cody match, that's the one where I go, you know what? That would have been worth being in the room for. But also, yeah. when I think about when we watched it, some of the suspense we got out of it was watching Dustin bleed so much and turning around. To see Blue Meanie and Joel Gertner look at each other and go, that's fucking bad. You know what I mean? Like that added the mm-hmm. suspense for me because we went, oh, fuck. Blue Meanie thinks this guy's stuck. You know what I mean? Like watching some of these guys who've been doing it forever with the hands over their mouths like, fuck, this is me being on the edge of my seat and turning around and seeing that they're not even in their seats. Like that added to it to me that I think I don't, I, I don't know. I, w- I wouldn't have got that in the arena. So I don't regret it but that's the only one thing where i was like that'd be cool to see live but with that in mind yeah i haven't been in the arena you're the first one of us all to go i avoided the one in phoenix yeah. too yeah offer tickets you to know that one shitty? <laughs> in the front row at phoenix that guy stealing your gimmick wearing the ref shirt i've seen a few ref no would have been there. great hmm. would have been if you had gone and you were like in the front you guys could have been that spider-man photo you know you know no 
Yeah. Um, I'm going to reconnect real quick. So you tell them what's going on. Okay. So I am prefacing with the fact that this is our first ever adventure into AEW. I had high expectation. I had medium expectations. I had no expectation. All three levels were hit. And shockingly, not where I thought they would be hit. So I guess the starters would be behind me is the beautiful, the legendary cow palace. Okay. Big shouts to Flow State Coffee. Flow State Coffee. Sponsored, not sponsored moment. Yep. Sponsored, not sponsored. Go to newwave.com, N O O W A V E dot C O for your new state Flow State Coffee. Specialty grade coffee with L-theanine and raw cacao for creativity and productivity, better energy, focus, and mood than a regular cup of coffee while decreasing negative side effects like jitters and crash. Um, yeah, big shouts to those guys because uh, they don't really advertise it, but the font they use is Cow Palace font. They actually showed someone the sign for the Cow Palace and said, we want our font to look like it's the Cow Palace. Really? Because the guy who makes this isn't. Mm-hmm. former indie wrestler trained by but, Lance Storm. But the Cow Palace of all places, though. I did not know this story. Interesting. Yep. Yep. That's why if you look at the C on there, it's got that weird little hook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do without it getting thing. But like, yeah. yeah. If yeah. you look at the Flow State Coffee, I took a picture and posted on it next to the Cow Palace sign so people could really see. And uh, yeah, big shouts to former sponsors and sponsors. There'll always be a sponsor. Not sponsored. Right here. Official. In my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Shout out. But yeah, no, 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 no. And I saw that. And then that was the first thing that Marsh, like, I was like, oh my God, they didn't even put their AEW was there on the marquee. The marquee wasn't even working. So I had to show Marsh how oh. ghetto it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. You sent me the sign and said it's not even lit up. And I thought, oh, maybe the num- the, light- the the name lights up. But it didn't even yeah. occur to me that it didn't say that there is even a show inside of there. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Just yeah. another day on Geneva Avenue. <laughs> Nobody cares. I showed Marsha a picture of like this ghetto ass project looking apartments that were right across the street. It took me 45 minutes to get into the parking lot. They were not prepared. Mm-hmm. Not That's prepared awful. at all. Um, which is interesting. I don't know why they had two price parking levels because they were only they said, oh, it's 15 or 20. Well, they were only offering the $20 parking. So that's a sham right there. But you know what? On that's Sunday, true. the parking's 50 Yo, I get so fucking pissed at all this. I think parking is a is a national issue. And if any president ever said they're going to take away paid-for parking, I would vote for them in a second. Because it's no. such a scam, these places. We The event parking specifically pisses me off. Because you have an empty parking garage. That's $10 max a day. But for the next two hours. When no one was going to be there to park. But now you have an influx of a ton of people. Now you want to price gouge them. Now it's 20 bucks for the next two hours. Instead of the $10 a day. Just because you know there's an event. It's an event parking. If there were not an event. It'd be an empty parking lot. Day after day after day. And instead of just leaving the rate's the same and making that extra money you would not have made if the event didn't show up. You want to price gouge the fans of the show and make them try to circle the block and find other places to park just because you guys are being a dick. You know what I mean? People are either going to be forced and mad mm-hmm. to park there or people are going to avoid parking there from then on out. 
I get pissed about parking, Amanda. I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put on my work hat right now. All right, do it. We all know what I do for a living. I'm not going to go into that. If you don't know, then you figure it out. Mm-hmm. I have an answer to that. Okay. What, what city are you talking about in your Specifically scenario? That, the one that's in my mind that's making me the most mad is Tempe. Second to that, Vegas makes me even more mad because they don't even have that issue. They just fucking do it. But Tempe Vegas, did it to me. Well, hold on. First of all, Vegas is a different beast. But I know. I, I mean, Vegas fun. is such a beast that it's hard to be too mad at them because you're like, oh, all right, you assholes. You're all hassled about everything. Because you know how but much Tempe more did. free parking they have everywhere else? That's what I mean. Vegas is a different so, beast. So I get mad at Vegas, not- but... All right. I'm more mad at Tempe, Arizona. <laughs> okay. All right. Let me, if you will, okay. Tempe, Arizona. I'm going to compare it to San Francisco, California. Okay. Talk to me about the real estate. How much does it cost to rent have an apartment in Tempe, Arizona? A one-bedroom apartment. Downtown. Uh, what are the apartments in, in Phoenix right now? Is it a couple grand? One bedroom downtown. I think last time we were looking at some of that, you're talking probably twelve hundred. Twelve hundred to two two grand. I think more than twelve. For a one bedroom. Um, what I mean? I think I think twelve to fifteen is a safe bet. Downtown, like in downtown. Safe bet. Downtown. She's gonna pull San it up. San Francisco. But, yeah. A one bedroom apartment in downtown San Francisco. and there's no parking there's very few street little bit of street parking not much but we have a lot of smash and grabs it's been happening for years and years even pre-pandemic so there's safety in paying $50 and if you're a SF Giants fan y'all are stupid motherfuckers you pay $75 for parking sometimes $100 Now, right. it's secure, but it's because the real estate is so expensive. So that's why. Now- no, no, but but what about the event parking spike? The same parking garage, which is the, which is theoretically ten bucks a day, well, will charge you twenty five dollars to park there for the next two hours because there's a show nearby. They don't have that in San Francisco. It's either there's the early bird special. If you go in, it's usually maybe 15 bucks, but you got to be in by a certain time and out by a certain time. Okay. Then when you have the places where there's event parking, right? Problem with that is that the event parking, um, usually because of where these new arenas are built in downtown areas, there is no parking. So that's where people price gouge. But that's a whole different topic for another day. But this place, empty lot, 20 bucks. Usually nothing goes on in that lot. It's just land. So they're making cash hand over fist. So, but you should know that you technically are supposed to have 6,000 people at this event coming in. You probably figure the Bay Area, 25% of these people do not have a vehicle. So it'll be rideshare, public transportation, which is not a good situation over there. The rest will all be driving in. So they're making money there. Now, yeah. look look behind me in my background. 
I got there maybe about 20 minutes before they were inside, I'm saying, and after going to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. 20 minutes before the show started, not the live show, but the YouTube, you know, wrestling. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which I was bored as shit. But, anyways, <laughs> so. Um, so they record predominantly dark the dark. Dark Elevation, was that all before the show, or did they do any after the show as well? Dark Elevation was all before the show, except okay. for the main event. But we'll get okay. I'll get into that when we get there. Okay. So, um, shout out to the Bay Area talent. Sandra Moon, who um, she wrestled in Fresno a couple weeks back when they were in California the last time after L.A. She looked good then. She looked like trash. There was another person I didn't know who it was, and another and Marina Shafir and versus Marina Shafir and, and Nyla. Okay, comment. And I'm not being mean. If you get the shot, people, to do something like this that actually has, you know, professional cameras, professional lighting, step your gear up. Hmm. I know you're not supposed to be really fancy. But wash it, you know, bling it a little, do something. It was not good. So that match was a mess. Um, we got to see, uh, if anybody ever here has watched Hood Slam, there's a character called Drugs Bunny. I mm, forgot he had, he cut his hair, so I didn't recognize him at first. But he actually was in one of those matches. He's a really great wrestler. And um, that was cool to see him. He He's the one who wrestles Lance Archer. So shout out to Lance Archer for getting another job where he can lace his boots again. Speaking of yep. other people, and this will be later. Also, same thing. Shout out to the workhorseman, J.D. Drake. I haven't seen J.D. Drake wrestle in more than probably Lance Archer. So shout out to mm -hmm. them for actually getting some work this weekend. Yeah. Good on you, Tony Khan. Good on you. So um, there is one I want people to watch. When Dark Elevation comes they out, make per match. I wonder the people who aren't um, signed. Down. The I'll people who Titus. aren't signed, uh, who only work their dark events and stuff, like uh, like Danny Jordan oh, stepped away from wrestling for a while. Um, I wonder yeah. how much she was getting, like not her specifically, but like her specifically, how much you know some of the talent gets when they're not signed but are yeah. just kind of a per match deal. I'm gonna ask. Yeah. I'm gonna ask Titus Alexander. Because yeah. he there's West Coast Bro on Saturday. I'm on the fence about going. But we do see new women's tag team champion Lita. She's, she's a special guest referee. Oh, yeah, she's a special guest referee of our uh match. Well, because remember, she lives in San Francisco. See if they'll give you her. I've seen her there shirt. a couple of times, <laughs> but I never want to bug Amy. You know, I'm just like no. she's just but, here, you know, whatever. But she but, but I, when I've talked to her before, she's always been cool. Try and get that ref shirt that she uses. I will ask her <laughs> if she's using an official ref shirt. I will ask and I'll say how much. And she'll probably look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, it's not for me, girl. I, I work. I, I, I yeah. work. With ref. Just yeah. How much for that ref okay. shirt? That ref shirt. I'm like, if, I'm like the rate he's going, he could probably fit into it soon. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> so, just saying. No, it's got to be all cut up, right? 
most of them cut off at least the sleeves. Like I can't imagine any. No, some of them actually women's ones. They get them the women's fit. Sometimes. Yeah, that's true too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not shout um, out to Aubrey Edwards. She's still the worst ref in the fucking planet. Yep. But anyways, okay. So you're um, watching Dark Elevation. Did it elevate Dark your Elevation. excitement? Okay, the one match I recommend for anybody to really check out. And if they don't sign Titus, this is a very stupid move, Tony Khan, because he was amazing. He wrestled Juice Robinson. Oh, wow. Or I like to call him Mr. Tony Storm. Yeah. But uh, it was a really great match. I mean, Juice, what I love about Juice Robinson is that Juice Robinson is one of, I think, one of the most underrated workers right now that's not technically signed to an american company yeah he's a lot better than people give him credit for i agree but hero if i'm wrong and he is signed to impact please let me know because a lot of them do impact quite a bit so but anyways i wonder how many um, of them freelance match to match too yeah but this match was great i want you guys to watch it if you want to see future he's the called the future legend and there's a reason why. Guy is good. He's not a flippy shit did kid. He's that's not his thing. He's a very good, sound, well-rounded wrestler. And that's the kind of people I think that probably in this state in the game are your best bets because one, they're not going to do anything totally risky for injury. Mm-hmm. And two, they're able to to emote well enough to give you a good credible storyline and hopefully long-term storyline so this is he's one in my opinion definitely to want to watch when i first saw him i was like he needed a little bit of work you know but he had the potential because he doesn't do flippy shit it is like and not all not all mat work not all like that hitting and whatever it was just very very well-rounded Little could do a little lucha if he really wanted to, but he doesn't need to. That's not his thing. So, really incredible, incredible person to keep an eye on. And with him versus Juice, those two working together really displayed what he can do and what the future is like. And I, when I saw that match, I mean, that was the only one of those dark ones where I was like glued to what was going on. Amazing thing. It was amazing. So, please, you know. If you don't watch the internet wrestling, I don't n- anymore. Every once in a while, I will. That's one to watch. And I'll go back and watch these ones. That one, and then probably the one with uh, Archer again. Because, boy, um, Drugs Bunny sold the shit out of that. But he wasn't his Drugs Bunny co- uh, character. So, But Tony Khan would have an affinity with that because that's a snorting bunny. Hood Slam. Shout out to Hood Slam. A um, little sad that they're not running this weekend. I wish they did, because basically, um, when you go to AEW after dark, the dark elevation or whatever they do, they do that whole fan etiquette thing. I don't know if they do that at WWE shows. I haven't been to one in a long time. But I will say this. No matter, Excalibur does it. So I'm kind of like, I'm not going to fucking listen to Excalibur. You know, and they don't want you to do, you know, lewd gestures, but people flip people off anyways, or, you know, do all that stuff. 
and you know WWE doesn't this. do those because it's bullshit and they know it. AEW is doing it because well, AEW started doing a liability thing. They're even trying oh. to say that they have no liability because I've seen that get posted too. That here's you know here's the the code of conduct for the fans, and also mm-hmm. if you get hurt, that's your own fault, and you just oh, accept yeah. the risk of that. And if a, if a wrestler comes flying out of the ring and hits you and cuts you with a razor blade that happens to be stuck to him, that's kind of your own risk that you're willing to take, which is not legally a real thing. You don't get to say yeah. that and then just have it legally be. You say that yeah. hoping to scare people away from suing you because you know you're in the wrong. It's like when someone okay. says, hey, if you don't do this, I'm going to assume that means you quit. And then, I, and then if you don't do it, they go, well, you quit. You go, no, no, no. You don't get to assume intent for, on someone else's behalf. You know what I mean? Like, that's so, an HR problem, legal problem. Yeah. AEW is trying to protect themselves legally because they know they're in the wrong right now. Yeah. So I guess what they were trying to tell me, and this is how I understood it myself, yeah. don't be grabbing Ricky Stark's ass when he comes out. Because I was in the corner. And you see, go. I'm in that preferred little turnbuckle mm-hmm. and corner when he does come out in an entrance all i would have saw was stark's ass and i would have had the best photos and i probably would have said something obscene and they would have kicked me out worth it but you know what you know what's obscene i'll tell you what's obscene this is revelation a big revelation that happened when i looked over at hard campsite i was looking mm-hmm. around in the front who do i know out here I knew nobody in the front row except for the promoters that got comped. Shout out to Gabe from Pro Wrestling Revolution. Shout out to Scotty from West Coast Pro. And finally, the man who deserved to sit where he sat, front row center on that side, Marcus fucking Mack from APW. That Mm. is where the Book of Harbs chapter one started. And I was Um. so happy to see Marcus there. And he's running soon again. And he's about to take over the fucking bay. Because he said, he he told me, he's like, I asked him, because you know me, I'm like, I know you're cool with Marty. Are, are you going to bring him back? He's like, Marty wants to wrestle for me? He can fucking come back as much as he wants. So I think fucking Marty Skrull is going to be wrestling and fucking hurt it here first. He's potentially going to be wrestling a lot in, in, in San Francisco. And guess who's going to be one happy fucking camper? this girl Mm -hmm. so if this happens marsh you gotta come you you and producer lady gotta make the trek because apparently if it's a lot then we have plenty of time oh yeah a lot but go the first one at least because just in case it you know because marcus says he gives no fucks i mean he drake younger man drake younger was a staple up here i know drake younger a little crazy but you know what my experience now is it's like, you know what? Let people like what they like. If that guy's a kook, whatever. Was he convicted for being a... No. There are wrestlers out there, and I won't say their names, that have been convicted of things. You know? And who are we to judge? You know? Especially if I'm some girl who's like, oh, you know, this person's a rapist or this person's a pedophile, but oh, here, buy my OnlyFans. No. Uh-uh. Don't work like that. Besides, well, those aren't I've equated, but did you want to talk about the show you went to? Because this has been a long oh, yeah, time no, you're talking sorry. about Marty Stroll again. So sorry. Sorry. Tangent. Sorry. 
We still haven't gotten to the opening match, and I've asked you about the show for 20 minutes. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, we should call him. Oh, you know what you should draw for me is a a Marty that looks like a a squirrel that looks like Marty. That's Amanda's new thing. So, yeah, like, you know, squirrel. Oh, you know, when the, the, yeah, what cartoon was that? But anyways, yeah, squirrel, Um, squirrel. Same thing. Anyways. I noticed in the front row, I know I knew besides the promoters, I was the only other person I knew. I didn't know anybody hmm. because why? But they all look familiar to me and it hit me right before that they were going to start the taping. I saw the bitch and her husband who wear the sequin jackets. These people all traveled all. And it pissed me off because you should have local flavor at some of these shows to so people can is this your first time here those fans are boring they were rude as shit they stood up the whole time and let me tell you if i had got one of those seats i would have gotten into a fist fight i bet you need to sit the fuck down motherfucker they stood the whole time there was a clump of them mm. and it pissed me off the entitlement i just sat there the whole night and i was looking and it wasn't a jealousy thing people I was like, that is rude. This is my house, okay? I'm going to fucking steal that from Soraya. I'm stealing it from Swerve. This is my house, okay? Y'all are visitors. Y'all need to respect the house, okay? So that pissed me off. And then it made me think, do these people get preferential treatment? Are these people plants? They tell Tony Khan in between bumps. Everybody take a shot. Take a line. Drink regular Coke. Did they, are they doing things with Tony in the back? It just makes me wonder. Which leads me, speaking of Tony, to the next part. Tony comes out maybe a minute before they go live. And okay. he was really beyond amped. It was uncomfortable. He taught, he spoke a mile a minute. And I did not understand a word he said. The only key things I heard was this is a historical building. And this was the first time that there's been wrestling in that building since ROH. Do your homework, Tony fucking Khan. That was embarrassing. Especially when Meltzer, who lives here, down the road, he was here the last time there was wrestling at the Cow Palace. That was APW. Will Hobbs was here. Mm. Hell, Jungle Boy was here. Come on, people. Brian Cage, he was there. Damn, it made me think about all the people who who were on or related to, you know, AEW. Cole Cabana was there. I was there, obviously. You know, and that? most of that crowd. Um, It was 2017. November huh. 2017. Yeah. Wait, November? Yeah. No. It was in November. Maybe it was 2017. Maybe 2018. All these years blend into one. But no, it was 2017. Because, yes, Cole hasn't been back in a while. But anyways, digress. Get your facts right. Even Justin Roberts. God, I hate Justin Roberts. He even must have. Hey, San Francisco, we're back. And then here was me yelling across the empty arena. 
This is your first time here. Are you stupid? Now, where I was yeah. sitting, I'll lean this way. That's where the ring bell girl was who was dressed in like a. She looked, it looked like trash. It was not a very professional event. She was wearing huh. a stupid, um, a knit cap and like um, a ski parka. You know, Doc Sampson was right there. Doc Sampson actually chuckled. Okay. And then some of the other guys who were like kind of the ring crew kind of guys were over there. They left. They go, that girl is right. I go, yeah, I know. Stupid, huh? This one. And shout out to Sean, their actual guy who supervises everybody, the production guy. I know him from Ring of Honor. He's like, well, you know, that's Amanda. So I just had to laugh. So shout out to you, Sean. Anyways. Um, but that was really weird and awkward. And, um, the pandering they do to people is very interesting. So I just thought that was kind of gross. Um, match came on. It was from the minute the first match started, it was what Orange Cassidy versus, um, I don't even know. See, that's how awesome. oh, uh, big cast. Big cast, yeah. <laughs> like, Wait, they, call him, they call him Big Bill now. He was Big Bill. He had Bill two Morrissey changes. when he showed up. Then he was W Morrissey. He was he yeah. was Kaz XL the first time he showed up with MJF's thing, I think. Mm-hmm. And then now he's Big Bill. He's got five names. Yeah. No. And I don't think that any one of the names has been a big fucking problem. So it's kind of like. You're changing it for no reason at a certain point, but well, unless I mean, Morrissey fine, but... put a season assist, be funny if Morrissey was like, "You can't, you can't be Morrissey where Morrissey." I, I thought about that. You know, I thought about that a long time ago. Like, did Morrissey tell him that he doesn't want to be associated with some stupid wrestler goon? You go, you go, Morrissey. Funny, especially if the guy came out with like a pompadour like Mo- Morrissey. You know, that'd be yeah. hilarious. But you know, whatever. Anyway, he's. Um, it was very underwhelming. There was a point where Stokely, um, I like to call him Black Panther Stokely because his new little gimmick, his little black little suits with the little little beret looking hat, he totally looks like a Black Panther member on sunglasses. Yeah. And he had the little black tie on the little leather looking thing. I'm like, he was like, help me. He was telling Doc Sampson and the ring bell girl and Justin Roberts were just staring at him. And I'm like, come on now, guys. You got to help Black Panther Black Panther Stokely. He smirked. He kind of, I'm like, I hope they didn't show him on camera when I said that. He smirked. I'm like, I would have helped him, but I'm not allowed back there. I would have helped. I'm, you know, hey, audience participation. I grew up watching Rocky Horror. I get it. I know the boundaries. And the limits, you know, I would have helped. And I would have said, solid. Throwing up the fist. You know. Part of me wants to go to find in Oakland somewhere or wherever one of those picks, the Afro picks with the fist. So you Stokely will put that in with his outfit. I think that'd be cool. It shows... Div- oh! Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Speaking of that topic, AEW has a policy, apparently, in their live shows it is to be inclusive of all races gender blah 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 okay. if that's so 
how come the front row, the front area is not diverse? This San Francisco is a very ethnically diverse crowd, probably the most diverse of anywhere in this country. And it really shocked me that, okay, you had a token, no offense to this person, token um, transgender woman. Fine. You know, my yellow people never really represent. Technically, I was not, the, even though my seat did say I was in the front row, I really was four rows back. I had to sit in an angle to see this right here that you see behind me. If you're on a... Uh, Wherever your podcasts you listen to of choice, you might want to watch the visual because it's a good show to watch the visual. Anyways, shout out to us. <laughs> um, but I just was blown away because there weren't a lot of women in the front. Um, there were probably like seven or eight. It was very mm. shocking to me. It was very boys club. And I don't think that they should to say things like about their you know, how inclusive they are and they take pride on diversity, inclusion and um, equity and inclusion, excuse me, DE&I, big words, people. Yeah. So, and especially because this month is Women's History Month. Should have been some kind of, you know, a little bit more. Do better, AEW, do better. Don't practice what you preach. Anyways. You know, honestly, the whole thing felt very underwhelming. I went in thinking this was going to be exciting. It really wasn't. Um, Where's the energy me... there? Well, the crowd was lame, except for one match. And I'll let you guess which match. The ladder match, probably, because of Hobbs yes, sir, and Commander. Match. His commander was fucking cool. Commander was fucking cool. Okay, here's what I don't did not like about the entrance. What it should have been was they should have because they're introducing Commander for the first time. Commander's yeah. amazing. I've seen Commander a couple of times. You're introducing Commander and this was the homecoming of Will Hobbs. The way they did it, Will was like in the middle Mm. And it was kind of shitty for other people who were announced before him and after because he took the slow walk to the ring as he deserves and everything. And it made me a little frustrated, like, this is his home. And here's my criticism. I've said it before on episode one. I'll say it again. My criticism is Will Hobbs, since he was signed, We've ran shows in Northern California. He never did a goodbye show. He never wrestled in one of our shows. The first wrestling show he wrestled for was Defy. It was a company that when he was, was not even nobody, they wouldn't look at him twice. And I challenge um, Jim Perry and I challenge Matt Farmer to tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. Um, and his second match was not at home. It was versus Brian Myers in New Jersey a couple weekends ago. He came out during one, he came out as a quote unquote surprise. Actually, I think the, the promoter 
was surprised that he was there on an anniversary show and said that we were going to get some match again another time. And, you know, the crowd went nuts because he was there. Did he stay? No, he was gone. He bolted right after because he didn't want people to come bombard him and ask for autographs and whatever because he has an agent now and all that. But what they should have done, they should have given him a little bit more of a moment when he came out. That place was, that was probably the loudest cheer. I will say that, you know, the fake people who like to sing along with Judas. And actually, I really honestly think that there weren't a lot of people singing Judas in my area. I think they have recorded the crowd singing along and they play it with his entrance. So it sounds mm. louder than it is. Proved so do you feel me like it came through the PA or no? Yep, it came through the PA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it did. And that's really sad. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's really I mean, sad. It's the stuff they criticize but, WWE about at the very least. So, Exactly. And their fans criticize WWE about it all the time. But, Which you is know, also funny because I, I find the, the crowd pipe-in concept such an interesting argument because people will go like, oh, my God, did you hear that reaction? It was huge. And, oh, my God, that person's getting no reaction. And then they go, oh, do you hear all this piped-in reaction for this guy that they want a reaction for? They're not getting it. You're like, you're all over the place on if you think that you're manipulating the crowd or not. You know what I mean? Like they either are doing it or they're not doing it. And if they're going to do it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of times where you think that they would do it, that it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like, so it's just the whole crowd manipulation concept is a little weird to me just because I've, I've never seen anything that came through that clearly defined. I would say though, that the raw after rumble 2019, I do remember, mm-hmm. I don't remember thinking that they manipulated the crowd noise for what it was but they definitely seemed to quiet the crowd like they were turning down the mics for the crowd that was cheering and booing Ronda, uh, cheering Bailey booing Ronda when I went back and rewatched it the crowd was really loud during that time but it, what didn't come across on TV like they had lowered the mics for the crowd but they weren't piping in noise that wasn't there that I remember but, Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever heard them do that yeah as far as when I used to go to, dude, I didn't even to. notice that Peter Avalon was on this show. I didn't see him. I forgot about that until when, you... like, when Jericho came out. Of course, you know. Well, actually, we jumped ahead. So, congratulations, Will Hobbs. Um, yeah. So, wait, was that the second the match? Was the ladder match the second match? Yes. Mm-hmm. It felt it was. short. Was it a really short match? It, well, I will say this. That Orange Cassidy match went on way longer than it should have. That felt really long. And and the crowd felt it too. That crowd had no yeah. energy in that. Well, also, behind me, as you see the crowd, there wasn't much more that filled in back there. Yeah, no. So I have uh, not watched it back to see. I saw someone give me the numbers. They said it was a Cow Palace seats 14,000. They configured mm-hmm. it so they would only be seating 5,500, and they sold about 3,800 seats. So they weren't even at capacity. No, but also with the Cow Palace, though, they called it a sold-out show. And that was not 3,800 people. 
APW, when they were here at the Cow Palace, they sold, they had as many seats and it was almost sold out. There was not room at all. Yeah. At all. And that's, this is sad. That's an indie promotion. Yeah. This is the real deal. They're doing two for one tickets because Rampage didn't sell anything. Mm. And right now, I'm sitting in a very similar spot. I already know where I'm going to move for seat filling. Mm. I'm going to move to the second row. There's a seat that's the third seat, same section, section G. Uh, third seat from the aisle, the ramp aisle. I'm going to sit there, bring him a signs. Oh, so, um, but it was really kind of sad. So. What do you think about, because I've seen a lot of people back and forth about it, the referees assisting so much in a ladder match. Three referees crouching down, holding ladders. It looks like Will Hobbs grabbed a broken ladder instead of grabbing one of the working ladders, asked the referees to help. They jumped in to help. Then at one point, he's trying that... to do the picture poses, and I could see him lean down and say, here, hold this for me, and he handed them the, the thing. He moves his position. They say, we need another shot, so they hand it back. And so then he tries to pose again. Like I've seen a lot of people back and forth because a lot of people are saying like, oh, it looks Bush League when the refs help. I've seen referee or wrestlers post pictures of referees sneakily holding corners of the of the ladder while they're crouched down. And you could you couldn't see it until they pointed it out. And I was like, that's also part of the point is that you couldn't see it until you pointed it out. This is one where it's not a matter of pointing it out. They're in the ring holding the ladders mm -hmm. some of them are standing mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. me a if you need someone to be holding a ladder to do the spot i'd rather you not do the spot because i'm losing a lot of faith and stuff in that in those moments right mm -hmm. yeah. if i notice someone sneakily holding a ladder like mike kyoto used to be really good at it he'd put a foot on it and then be yelling at the person i ah, don't hey hey you gotta watch what you're doing but he's really leaning on the ladder and looking like he's directing the match, but he's waiting it. These people are holding the ladder, trying to help someone win. You know what I mean? Like that's what's happening here. Someone's trying to win a match and they need to climb the ladder. Well, You're now assisting in the win. What's different between that and someone power bombing someone? They roll over and they say, Hey, roll him back over here onto his back. And you as a ref go, Oh, okay. Let me, yeah. Why would I not help put this guy in position for you? Or someone gets to the top rope and they're all like, hey, he's too far. Can you drag him over closer to the corner? And the ref goes, yeah, not a problem. Grabs him by the foot and drags him over. To me, it's the same thing. If I see a referee get called over, hold the ladder and look up for the person to be winning. It's just, I'd rather you not do the well, spot. If it's a move that's not winning the match, I'd rather you not do the move at all. If yeah. it's the spot that's winning the match, I'd rather you just find a ladder that worked. Like, I don't want to see referees help someone win. Because this was four referees well, helping someone win. Well, where do we start with this one? There's, I had to drink a little alcohol because there's a couple of things with this one. Funny you should ask. And I do so, agree with the concept of their safety. Because people said, like, oh, I just don't want to see him get hurt. Don't do the thing that's going to well, Go ahead. Well, this is a little funky because so one of the things that I noticed mm -hmm. 
was about halfway, no, about two-thirds into the match. I noticed that the ring was lowered a little bit more. And it was oh, swinging. Oh, you mean the brass That's ring. how I noticed it, because I'm like, why is the thing swinging? Because they lowered it. Yeah. Because I don't think that the ladder that was there, the person who placed the ladder, Guevara, and I'm not shitting on it because it was Sammy, I don't think he used the right ladder. Yeah. Because Hobbs couldn't reach it when he was on. He had to go to the top one to reach it. That's what yes. the issue was. Not tall That was enough, only one of the issues. Because the ladder was also broken, so he couldn't balance on the top. He's a big dude, and he couldn't balance on the top, but he also used a broken ladder that didn't open all the way. It didn't open Hobbs, all the way, but also remember... When Hobbs was trying had... to open it and couldn't, he should have thrown it instead of getting a different ladder. Yeah, but also remember that ladder was also in that spot, that really horrible spot, which we'll get to in a moment. It was in a horrible spot mm. that happened during the match. And that didn't help that ladder either. Now, yes, he should have thrown it and gotten a bigger one. You know, yeah. but it ends up, it is what it is, kind of. Was it shitty? Yeah. But I thought it was hilarious that they lowered it down, too, realizing that, okay, this that's the ladder that's going to end up being there. It's shorter than the tallest one. You know, they had to. That's what really made it start swinging. And I was looking at it like, um... That's so not subtle. And I had to ask the guy next to me. I said, is it me? Or did they? He goes, I was just about to ask you the same thing. Because, like, I was, like, looking up all, like, what the hell, right? Um, It was a very bittersweet moment, yes. Um, What was that spot? Was it Stone Cold? Was it a Stone Cold ladder spot where there was, like, they never found out who was messing with it, but there was like a ladder match in WWE and the whole deal was as he went, went to go grab it, it went up because it was like, Oh, they're fucking with them. They won't let him win. You know what I mean? Cause Vince McMahon's out to get him. Mm -hmm. This yeah. looks like Hobbs is cheating. Like you said, it's bittersweet because of that. Cause now he's in a ladder that's not working. He gets assistance from several referees and then because he still can't reach it, the ring starts to come down into his hand to help him win. And it looks like it kind of did. It They brought it down as they realized he wasn't going to be able to reach it. It kind of looks like when The Rock was part of the corporation and Vince was helping The Rock win and cheating for him. I almost wish that they would go that route. Have someone who Eddie's a fucking good talker, but he just quit apparently. But have somebody out well, there who's talking shit on Hobbs and being like, hey, man, they lowered that thing for you. They were helping you in you and Tony's pocket or what? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Just let that be a fucking angle now, right there. Now, but remember, another angle way you can do it. And I've said this before in episode one. Well, Hobbs is beloved by a lot of people in that back. Yeah. You know. Um, so. You know, is what it is. There is one person, though, and I can't wait to see this match because I this is the match I think that I never thought I would want, but I kind of mm -hmm. need. 
This is also the first time now that I've fucking seen Takeshita live. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, was my feeling. Boy, he didn't disappoint. It was so exciting. Him and Hobbs. That's going to be one battle for the ages. And I didn't realize how big Takeshita was. Like, I knew it was kind of big, but dude was like Hobbs size. And it shocked the shit out of me. Height and girth. And I'm like, this is going to be one of those ones that I need to see. And those two had a great battle. Like, um, I'm like, wow, I was that was very exciting. Um, a I don't know, maybe because there's so much going on. But Eddie, I remember Eddie coming out. I heard his music when Hobbs came out, but then all of a sudden, like Eddie was gone, and so I don't know what happened because I was still like in the revelate, the you know the this is Hobbs's moment, you know, and I'm already I'm involved with this. So I never saw any of that. And I was like, wait, and then midway through, I'm like, what happened to Eddie? So Eddie and Ortiz, they start fighting on the outside of the ring. Mm -hmm. And at first I was kind of like, I saw that there was that little clip going around where it's like, Eddie, you wanted this time to talk. Uh, What is it? Mm -hmm. You know, you you and Ortiz had to be separated by a bunch of people. What's going on? And he goes, I quit AEW. And then he walks out. And I remember for a second, I was like, huh, I wonder if he's like legit on that because he had said something in some Mm -hmm. interview somewhere just earlier in the week that he was really unhappy with this match that was about to happen on Dynamite. And he needed to talk with some of the guys in the back about it because he really didn't he he didn't want whatever was happening to happen. Like he was very upset with what the match was laid out to be. And so when I saw that clip, too, I was like, I wonder if he really has like hit a wall where he's like pissed or something. Uh, I don't know. They fight to the back. They do that. Uh, but then something occurred to me because someone pointed it out to me. That was an AEW tweet with that little video backstage. That's we a, didn't see it. I know, but it was a tweet is what I'm telling you. But it was a tweet by yeah, but AEW. You me. Yeah, because I think it was I think it turned out to just be a tweet. It wasn't something that was on the show. But it was also by the AEW official account. And if there's one thing we know about Tony Khan. It's that he will ignore reality by hell or high water, no matter who asks when or why, if he doesn't, if he might look bad. So the fact that AEW tweeted that means it's definitively not true. It's a work because when stuff makes Tony look bad, he's no comment. I can't talk on that for legal reasons. I cannot be speaking on that, but that also sounds like not a legal reason. He's never given a legal explanation, which Eric Hawani pointed out too. He goes, he keeps saying legal reasons. What are these legal reasons? We've never seen a court case. We've never seen anything go to court. We've never seen or heard from any kind of lawyer about anything impending. He goes, there's been no results of anything. And he keeps talking about legal, like the law is somehow involved. And he goes, but how? Because most law stuff is public, you know, but the fact that AEW tweeted it out is like, oh, it's some kind of an angle. And then someone told me, because I wasn't paying attention to it, at the Ring of Honor tapings they did this past week, Eddie was involved a lot in those. So I think Mm -hmm. the belief is they're moving Eddie to Ring of Honor. I don't know if Ortiz will or won't go. Clearly, because I saw the match after I saw that thing, and I was like, oh, I wonder if him and Ortiz finally have beef. They were really working together closely not that long ago. And when I saw the clip, I was like, oh, yeah, they're not even close to touching each other. They're, They're working it. But... 
I wonder. We know Eddie's got an issue with Punk. We know Colt's got an issue with Punk. I'm wondering if they're shifting people from AEW over to ROH to make for a more accepting locker room for the return of a Phil Brooks. You bring up a very good point. Before do. the ladder match, we had a teaser. We were supposed to have a match with the Elite because all of a sudden you heard um, Wayward Sons. And then it went pitch black. And we're like, and I was like, oh my God, I finally get to see fucking Malachi Black. Okay. Or I didn't say it that way. I said, finally, I get to see fucking Tommy End. Okay. I'm going to go there. Yep. And then yep. they did the switch. And then I was just like, oh, okay. So you heard this here on episode one. I believe Revolution, and I think this show. I'm gonna. We're gonna have a little bit of predictions here, because we've been booking AEW, Marsh and I. We've had no compensation. Um, we're not allowed. Apparently, we're not media enough to be media at Revolution. I just want to ask about drinks. I want to bring some lightness into it. You let little AJ, whatever his name is, AJ's awesome or whoever. Let him come in. I'm just a girl wanting to know about alcohol or non-alcohol. Or at least but, the kind of shampoo Tony Khan uses. He's got the most luscious yeah, curls. Yeah, he does. And I'm jealous because I have to put this curl in manually. And I wear, as you notice a lot, I put my hair in a bun to yeah. keep it because I have straight Asian hair. You know? Yeah. I want to know if Tony how he likes his coat cut. Does he like it classic? Does he like a diet? Mm. Does he like it zero? I'm inquiring minds want to know. But I feel that since we have been booking um, AEW, and now that you do bring up this point of bringing a, a friendly locker room, I believe now oh. that House of Black is going to win the trios. And yeah. then we're going to see return of the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega to ROH. Because that's the last move in order for Phil Brooks to come back. Because everybody else is gone. All that's left are the people who like to fucking brown nose. Hi, Ricky Starks. How you doing? And, and they, people uh, who... And they're about to bury Paige, too. They could easily finish off Page at Revolution, mm -hmm. have Mox beat him, mm -hmm. and then pop back up in Ring of Honor. Yep. Supercard of Honor could be, be basically best. like, yeah, go ahead. The best thing would be bring the band back together, meaning give the guy who's supposed to be, who had started all of the good in a shitty Ring of Honor before they got sold, bring him back. Bring him back. Let him book it. The guy that brought the pure title back. Yuda should be fucking thanking Marty Skrull's fucking stars for that one. Can we just Shout talk about the show Jasper. and not talk about Marty Skrull every fucking 20 minutes, Amanda? Hey, he was a big part of that ROH back then. Okay. Sure, but big we're time. not talking about Skrull. We're talking about Punk. And all you're like, and they so can bring he... back Marty Skrull. Talk about Punk. Well, because I hate Phil. Hello. Hi. That's the Only point. Obvious. Hello. <laughs> okay. Now, 
So that's I it, right? Who else did he fucking beef that's with? The direction they're gonna go. That's and what I'm saying. What's with, with, if they move elite and if they move Paige, mm-hmm. and if they move Eddie, like who else? Who else has he beefed with? It would it, it would still be there. Cole's already gone. Cole's yeah. gone. It's all the no the brown nosers, the ass lickers, the coat tailor riders, people who don't want to you know, rock the, the boat because. They have a lot the interesting to bit too is uh, Jericho because Jericho's been like, "Oh, if I have any say in it, he'll never come back, and I'll do everything it takes." It'd be funny if they removed everyone else who had a say in it, and then just tell Jericho, "Like, what are you going to do, man? Leave?" And he just goes, "Ah, you're right," because yeah. you're probably the pushover. But then look at the quotes that Jericho's been putting out. He put out about how much he loves, like you know, AEW, AEW, and WWE is not for him, and all this other stuff. I think yeah. I saw that today. Yeah, and it's funny because you know Jericho, you're going to do what the man above is going to do, okay? Yeah. Everybody who really was originally associated with starting that company, oh yeah, Brandon Cutler will go to a Nakazawa, but they don't count. But anybody who originally was a part of that, the the founding fathers, they're all gone. They're all they're one's gone. And if Phil comes back, the others are like, this is not what we, this is not what we signed up for. Mm. You know, I mean, this mm. is not, I'm sure when um, Kenny got bit by Ace the Cannibal Steel, um, you know, he probably was like, I didn't sign up for this. I want to go back to Japan because there has been talk about the Bucks and Kenny going back to, well, obviously Kenny as a belt holder in New Japan, but there's talk about the Bucks going back. And, and there's a lot that... of talk about Kenny going to WWE right now that mm-hmm. he I was even saying on um, Raquel's or not Raquel uh, Renee's podcast mm-hmm. that uh, he's trying to figure out right now if he's if he's just ungrateful or if he's wasting his time that he doesn't really have the kind of goals he used to have. He used to want to win the G1. He used to want to have match of the year. He goes, I don't have any of those desires anymore. WWE will be the one hill he's never climbed, right? Mm-hmm. Theoretically, it wouldn't be a big stretch to think that he might go there just to see what the fuck happens. Give it two years, three years, and if he makes it to the Mania, great. And if not, well, I went I did the thing. One more thing I did. You know what I mean? Like, it's really yeah. nothing to lose for him. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I think You never know. But I think Revolution and the next Ring of Honor thing are going to be the two biggest like need to watch shows not even because of the matches but because of what does this mean long term you know yeah now ring of honor starts airing to thursdays which is tonight yeah. they showed already there's a gauntlet has been dropped zack saber jr has already called out danielson i did not know that he tried to do it but he did it in his subtle way he's like i'm the best in the world so this makes the setup perfect for Danielson to either float between the two brands, which I think is a possibility, and we're going to get that match. Yes. And I have a feeling we're getting it at Supercard of Honor. And Marsh, we need to go. We need to go. Colin's sick. <coughs> we need to go. I want to be like Hamilton. I want to be in the room where it happened. 
And then do we know anything that's on Supercard yet? Probably we're going to get a th triple threat again of Joe and Wardlow and Hobbs. Um, that wouldn't make any getting... sense because I thought what this looks like to me is that with the brass ring, I think that Hobbs is going to take the TNT title off Joe. Joe's going to go to to ROH, and that's that. You're not going to have Wardlow. You're not going to have you're not Hobbs. Gonna have him beat Joe at all. No point. You're going to let let Hobbs the guy that Hobbs... you built up. Oh, with the fucking haircut thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You think Wardlow's going to but... go to Ring of Honor? No. He needs to stay. They don't have that many people. If you keep moving people. So who's Phil Brooks yeah. going to wrestle? Oh, he's going to wrestle MJF again. He's going to wrestle Ricky Starks. Get your wish, Ricky. Be careful what to wish for. Just like what Jericho said. Yeah. Well, hmm. Two selfish people. Hmm. Anyways. You'll get Sammy Guevara's there. Yeah. You know. The magic mic or whatever the hell in Cool Hand Luke, they're there. We get Luchas. Well, not on what going, is going on with Luchasaurus, but we get um, you get Jungle Boy staying there. You get Christian, who might be buried alive. I don't know, but I'll talk about Jungle Boy and all those feels in a minute. But um, it's a very interesting landscape. I do feel that. Yeah. Um, if we do book, if we have booked this, and I'm saying this here now, I think this is ammunition for us. For me, it feels like, yeah, we're not wanted because they don't want us to go behind the curtain because we're the ones actually really driving this shit. I'm like, I'm not asking hmm. to be paid, man. I'm just asking for things like if I show up in, I don't know, like Chicago, can I sit where the pro wrestling tees guys sit? I mean, come on, Parkin. You know me. Can I do that? Can I sit, go wherever? Can we have carte blanche, me and, you know, and Marsh and, you know, let Marsh every once in a while referee a dark or a dark elevation match? Hmm. You know? Let him sit by the cooler and pick Aubrey's brain? That would be hilarious. I would laugh because. Marsh would be such a dick. I'd love it. I'd love to hear that kind of conversation. Shit like that. But, you know, no. whatever. We'll stay in our lane. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be very interesting. I feel that Ricky will not win a revolution. Because I think Action Andretti is going to cost him the match. Yeah, because they changed the stipulation yes. now. So it's not... Yeah. No one allowed ringside. Now it's JAS not allowed ringside, so that way somebody else can get involved. Can I get involved? Like, who are you? I'm like, I I'm just wanting to get involved because it didn't say Amanda's not allowed up in the ring yeah. at ringside. Just no JAS, that's all. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It is a little I'm weird. To... Yes, yes. I wonder what they are going to do with them. Um, the Hangman promo or the the Moxley promo? Well, actually, both of them were on on video. Did you get to see those in yeah. the arena? Yes. Could you hear them they fine? Those. No. Yeah, I do. I it's just like an arena thing. I don't even WWE when you see the stuff on their screen. There's always it's always terrible to try and hear it live. So tough. Yeah, you, you only catch like few words. Yeah. All I got from it 
was when we were watching it, the amount of extra blood that kept dripping. So it was that funny was that I'm laughing to myself, like he's cutting himself during this promo when you don't see him. Because when you're looking at the ground and you see the drops of blood, he's cutting. No I had problem. to. I thought that was hilarious. It's too much. Or he's squeezing it like you're squeezing a pimple, Dr. Pimple Popper, you know? I thought that was funny. Um, also, Hangman, I didn't, it, Hangman sounded like the Charlie Brown teacher. I had no idea what was going on. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. And then there was this he was one speaking real moment soft. he had said something. Yeah. He said something and I was like, cowboy shit. No one thought that was funny. No one yeah. responded. Maybe because no one could hear, but you're in San Francisco. Okay, you're by an area called Hunter's Point. That's the ghetto. It should have been a Hunter's Point, um, Hunter's, Hunter's Point gang, Hunter's Point gang warfare. Right? That that would have been major. That would have been exciting. We're nowhere near Texas. Yeah, this Texas, Texas deathmatch and like, not Texas is interesting. Plus, it's not a Texas deathmatch. There were rules to Texas deathmatches. Did you know that? Yeah. It doesn't just mean That's no DQ. Yeah. Yeah, um, maybe because San Francisco doesn't have anything. But that's why I said make it like it could have been an um, it would have been a I hella love Oakland kind of thing where anything I goes. Mean, if you're, you know, you can have if you're going to call it a Texas deathmatch and not use Texas deathmatch rules, then just call it a street fight. San Francisco street fight is just as cinematic. fine. Cinematic in the ghetto ha involve homeless people, the Golden Gate Bridge, Alcatraz. <gasps> that would have been good. Then a cinematic match him the two of them at alcatraz that'd be cool and they had to escape it should have been an escape from alcatraz match that's what should have been and fucking yeah. how do you win you get off the fucking island yeah that'd be good one of them gets they eaten by a shark boat. they find the boat and, you know that would have been sick mm -hmm. shout out to jessica okay jessica because mm -hmm. she's sick i'm really sorry um but no that man why do we book good shit marsh that would have been amazing. Yeah. Why are they insulting uh, my intelligence? Yeah, uh, the Jericho Avalon thing, I didn't even notice. I looked up and then Ricky Starks was getting his when ass kicked. The, and I was like, all right. When I heard the, the music, I had to go grab my sign. Jericho gave me a dirty look when he when he was facing the hard cam because he could see my sign and he was just like, oh. Yeah, and then he had said something about, I don't know, he had said something during his little promo he was trying to cut about, oh, I hate this place. Everyone hates San I hate San Francisco, too. I'm from here. San Francisco is dirty. It's gross. Mm. San Francisco is the reason why we have such high rent up here in Northern California. I hate it, too. Trust me. Jericho, I hate it. And then he says, oh, he says, then he's like, I can't wait to beat Ricky and then get out of this, you know, town. I have to be here for a week. Ugh. And I was like, I had to be with you for a week on the on the boat just a couple weeks ago. And of course, the people by me, the workers were all laughing. Like, hashtag truth. <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, and some of you guys were there too. Um, so that was, was nothing. I'm a little upset that we didn't give Ricky a microphone. Hmm. Because the last time he looked like a bitch. Where he didn't yeah. say a word and he had to let... Jericho have his fill in and think he's smarter than whatever and all Ricky did was give facial you know his mm -hmm, and then the, be careful what you wish for anything 
But yeah, that, I, that's not a promo. People are comparing him to yeah. The Rock again. No, yeah. I need a microphone in that guy's hand. That place would have lit the hell up. That would have been the second yeah, highest, crazy. you know, like explosion of crowd because people were wanting it. They were wanting it bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully tomorrow, fingers are crossed. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> now, I didn't get to speaking of promos on a screen. When Jungle Boy did it, I couldn't hear what he was saying. He but didn't say his a word. Emotion. And whatever, and just the looks on his face, I was getting a little teary-eyed. I'm like, God damn, I'm remembering my favorite episode of 90210. Mm. And I had a moment where I was like remembering when I met his dad and I fangirled out totally hardcore and I started to cry. And I was like, this kid grew up here. He wrestled here. He became big here. And a lot of people don't really realize that. And I sat there to myself thinking, I hope people acknowledge that. Because when he went to school at UC Santa Cruz, he was wrestling up here. He trained up here. He learned to wrestle up here. And it's kind of special. And so I got, yeah. oh, I'm getting emotional again, too. But yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Jack's grown up. Jack's grown up. So he's So adorable. He's grown up. I'm so proud of him. Uh, yeah, the video didn't have him saying anything. It was just like replaying stuff. So I thought he said something. Him, I don't remember a word I he from did. him. Oh, maybe not. But that was very yeah. cinematic. Tears went down. Yeah. Yep. So oh, good. I'm glad it stuck because I felt like it was so fucking produced in a way that it was like, because Christian comes out and he cuts this promo and he's like challenging Jungle Boy. And then the response is this pre-recorded thing that was clearly edited heavily. I was just kind of like, I was like, I wish he'd like waited till Friday or something. You know what I mean? Like, I guess you got to put it on the show that it says that it shows everything, but like, (laughs) it just was kind of like really quick to get to that. So I was like, but that's just like a nitpicky thing. If I'm being honest, I mean, it was fine. It was a cool package. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah. He filmed it quasi locally. From what I'm yeah. told. Yeah. Uh, Which is cool. Christian, I thought it was funny where he's all like, you said you want to hold a singles title this year where you can't because I'm gonna. I was like, what? There's a shitload of singles titles floating around. You guys can both definitely hold titles at the same time. It'll be fine. Yeah. And if you if they do a partnership with like another wrestling company, like New Japan, there's another belt there. There's lots of belts there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see what else. Oh, the FTW match, Hook and Hardy. Mm-hmm. What did you see from where you were? Because I'll tell you what I saw. Okay, first um, thing that I saw that just kind of it just God, how do I how do I put this? One of the things that made me kind of sad was Ethan Page. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was sort of there. I was like, man, I'm like, I wanted to go, Julian, dude, go go back to Impact. Look at what Josh Alexander's doing. 
Josh Alexander is on a totally different level now. I miss the North. I always say that. But fuck. Mm-hmm. What was, you so know, again, I, I asked you specifically about Hook. and Oh, Hook. Okay. Yeah. Hook is interesting. Yeah. Um, in the sense that he's very methodical. And um, I actually didn't, this is one of my, I actually got, I had no really expectations with Hook, like kind of one trick pony, right? But he kind of impressed me in his weird way. Uh And the only reason why I say this is because of what we didn't see is after the match, when it went dark, he had a moment and I wish I snapped a photo. I was too late. Um, He had this moment with Matt Hardy where they gave each other this really big hug and Matt Hardy was having a little like, kind of like a, you know, a good like little pep talk right there in the ring Uh before they left the ring. And I was just like, whoa, like that was a cool moment. And then I could see Hook and I could actually hear him. And he's like, he's like, thank you. I really appreciate that. So I was just like kind of blown away. Like, whoa, like this was a teachable thing that was going on. Mm -hmm. So I was, that's how I saw it after I, you know, had seen that, like, wow, I was kind of, kind of shocked in the way, in a pleasant way. The shenanigans around. No, but I, I liked Hook in person. Yeah. I think he's good. I thought Matt Hardy did a good job. It was a. It, I thought the match was really long for the two of them, especially for a hook match. For a hook match. <laughs> and I felt like what that did was kind of expose Hook. Because when I watched it, I was like, oh, Hook's not that good yet. Like, he's still learning, and he's learning slow. And I think mm-hmm. part of the problem is he's not having longer matches. But he had to sell more than he's ever sold before, and he had to mm-hmm. work harder for the win, which he hasn't had to do. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it was really clunky, and he looked really, really green for someone who's been in the company for several years now and has been holding a pseudo-fake championship for this long period of time with all these victories. I just thought it was interesting because a lot of people were all like, man, I love tuning in and watching Hook and seeing how good he's getting every week. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's getting better for sure. He's definitely better now than he was his first match. But at the same time, we're seeing more of him now than his first match. So theoretically, if you watch his first match, you might not realize that he didn't know what he was doing at all because he only did two things. This match was so long that I was all like, oh. Like, it was just long enough that I was like, oh, that he's really, really still learning. Like, he does not know how to do this. Yeah, which was cool. But I also wondered why this had to be on a dynamite and not on a rampage. You'd think you'd want that for a rampage, right? Because it's Hook. Hook gets ratings. People get certain feelings for Hook when you hear that music. And he did not get as loud of a pop as he should have. That's where I was expecting. Did Peter Avalon get a big pop? They got more of a big Matt Hardy got more of a big pop because I think people got psyched out and thought that Jeff was coming out. I think so too. With Matt. But that was exactly the feeling I thought when I heard the music and heard the crowd. I was like, <laughs> I think they think this is Jeff. Yep. They sure did. <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys are dumb. God. 
I didn't care for the Britt Baker promo. Yeah, I couldn't hear It's it. so funny. You know what was in the no- news, too? Britt Baker was saying mm-hmm. on a, on some interview how they've really dialed back with her that, yeah, she's on TV every week, but I used to have matches every week, and I was the champion. And She was talking as though she's falling down the card or something, and you're still like, no, you're still taking away so much from the rest of the division. The champion can't do a promo without you talking over top of her half of the thing. Like, it was just funny to me. I was like, what a selfish view of all of that. And you got to be selfish in this business, I'm sure. So, uh, yeah. but Tony Storm versus well, Riho. Oh, mm-hmm. go ahead. I don't know. It's um, the MSM drum. Yeah. Well, that's what's all about me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. At least, you know what? Um, People like her and Blanchard. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, it is about them. Yeah, own be honest it. about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm looking out for me. I'm looking out for the whole division, but you're not versus... Yeah, no, no, this but is about not? me. I'm trying to get my... Yeah. Yeah. But at least Rebel um, wasn't out there. Yeah, that's true. Um, probably injured <laughs> again or something. Riho and Tony, I really didn't pay much attention to. I saw Ruby come out and I looked up and realized okay. that Soraya was out there throwing the worst forearms on, oh, yeah. I believe it was Hater. She was just, yes, they looked, they were so bad. I was like, I was like, God, Soraya, I've seen you throw better punches yeah. than that. Just throw a punch, throw punches if you can't throw an elbow. Like, come on, yeah, because it just there looked a so bad. Sor- but yeah, yeah, there's a point where Soraya so... was, um. She had, like, I guess, suplexed. Um, I couldn't see because where I was sitting. Um, oh. Rio. And, but one thing I will say about Soraya, which is I, what I've always enjoyed about her, she does great character work. Rio? Okay. I, you know, she's very rusty, but her character work is on point. It is. You're talking about, you're talking about Rio? And, no, Soraya. Oh, Saraya, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rhea was just like a rag doll getting thrown around everywhere. Oh, yeah. She was all over again. You know? <laughs> I mean, but. Yeah, yeah. I will say it was a better match. It's probably one of the better Rio matches I've seen. Okay. And this was actually the first time I've seen Tony Storm live. Oh. She didn't disappoint me at all. <laughs> She's great. She's I was great. So and I do excited. think Saraya's great, like, too. Oh, my God. I just had bad forearms. Mm-hmm. Soraya, she's a little rusty still, but like I said, I'm enjoying her character work because she was just a great little manager right there on the side with everything. Because when Britt and them came out, oh no, 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 you know, she was so animated. And like, and Knox was just kind of like, she goes, she goes, hey, you know, it was just really funny how animated she was. And it just reminded me, she, her mom reminds me a lot of her mom, like when her mom. If you've ever seen like when her mom would like valet for obviously your dad when, you know, when Ricky was, you know, still wrestling and even when she's done stuff for her brothers, you know, for, you know, when her, the mom had managed, you know, her sons and, you know, it was great to see that, like, especially if you knew that kind of background and had mm-hmm. seen, you know, Saraya Knight and, you know, and Brittany Knight back in the day, mm-hmm. you know. And so that was awesome. Of course, I'm like, oh, fuck. Of course, Britt Baker has to fucking bring her fucking ass down the thing. And I'm like, 
Jamie Hader is so good. Just let Jamie do her thing, bitch. Go away. Okay? I'm waiting for that day when, when she wipes your fucking ass on the mat. Britt, I am waiting for that day. You need to yeah. eat some humble pie. Mm -hmm. I think Hader would be better off without Britt right now. I think that Britt distracts from her. And I think yeah. that Hader doesn't need that because I think she's good enough to do it without her. I think that that's um, what you're going to get next is you're going to get uh, that is you're going to get um, you're going to get uh, Hader and, and Britt Baker probably for double or nothing maybe. That's my prediction. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, the, yeah, so. the Battle Royal happened. Uh, I I don't watch Battle Royals in AEW. I've never seen a good one, but um, I guess Orange Cassidy and Danhausen won. Is that right? Yeah, best friends won. Oh, wait a minute. Did I not predict this on episode no. one that it was going to be the guns? or the ass boys, whatever you want to call them, versus the acclaimed, because everyone loves the acclaimed, um, Sanjay and Jeff Jarrett, and the best friends. Although this is not the combination that I expected yeah. and wanted, because I love heavyweight Trent and I felt robbed. Because mm -hmm. I did, that was the only promo I could hear, was that one, with Dana, ah, you know, like, you know, let let you know, let's wrestle. And Orange was like, I don't care. You know, that I heard very clearly. I'm like, great. The crowd's gonna love Orange Cassidy, kind of sort of give him a lukewarm feeling. Yay. Whatever. We already know I'm already know that they're one. And I had actually said to myself, and it was a little loud, the guy next to me chuckled. I go, I don't even know why we're watching this. We already know that best friends is gonna win. And a lot of people were disappointed because they thought the FTR was going to come out and win it. Yeah, so... I don't know who told you all that, but... How did that come across in in the arena? Because I didn't have the noise up here, but I have a feeling because Dax even tweeted about it. Sounds like you missed us. Did they chant for FTR or something or boo somebody in the last team? Or like, what did they do? They booed the last team. Butcher <laughs> in, the, in the blade. That was so rude. <laughs> That was so fucked up. I was pissed. I was embarrassed to be in that crowd. I was like, y'all want like Phil Brooks really that bad and his cronies that y'all no. Even my friend Manny, he wasn't there. But my friend Manny was like, God damn it, I wish that that was FTR. And I'm like, no. FTR will make it their appearance. They'll make it known. The, the, I think they'll be at Revolution. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the return of Phil and whatever, you know, it would be really fascinating oh. is if the way they bring Phil Brooks back, either a, he goes after MJF again or B the new trios champs are going to have a really interesting pair of trio coming up, which would be FTR and CM Punk. That would be fun. They want, I feel like they're throwing, they're teasing that, that they want that. So that's my I think so too. And that's really funny because it would be the only thing you could do with them that no one would really want. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. if you bring back Phil and FTR, realistically, people want to see them against Bucks and Kenny. They want to see that. You know what I mean? I get, get that. that. I know you're not going to get it, but that's what people would want to see. 
or you'd want to well, see that's what you get for like punk people. and mjf right you'd want to see some of these bigger name ones but if you actually just fucking brought back them and have them go up against house of black for the trios championship everybody'd be like what why (laughs) (laughs) yeah and i'd say leave brody king alone let him let him and buddy and goddamn tommy end have some i mean sorry malachi black has some gold Mm-hmm. And I, um, I just, I'm sorry. Every time I see little Julia Hart, she warms my heart. That was I like me the as video. The video where where Malachi was talking his shit, and they laid down the titles and stuff. Like I liked that. I thought that was cool. That it was, was good. Well I, I didn't hear it, but the point was given that that was a whatever was going on. That was good. It was. It was. I it wish was, they it were. Was, it was I wish they were just one of the only teams doing that. Like I wish that Jungle Boy didn't do his thing too, because. I think they do it when it I think it's really cool when it seems a little more special. And I think when a lot of people are doing their own video promos in the back and make it cinematic and cool and stuff that it kind of takes away from some of the special. You go, oh, that's their version. No, this is their version. I really liked it, though. Like, I, I liked see, it. I just I wanted I wanted to be more special. I guess what, I, what I'm saying. I want to see the road to revolution thing because I would love I want to see a Giancarlo Ricky Starks production. Whatever. I'm waiting for that. If I don't get it, Giancarlo, I'm coming after you. I, I um, saw him walking around, but he was too far away for me to go over and say yo. Um, but I really feel that um, I felt kind of satisfied that I I'm like knowing that Marsh and I have now booked AEW for now. What is how many weeks in a row is this? Is this three weeks in a row? Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Believe it's three weeks in a row. And we're gonna probably book a pay-per-view. Yeah. And yeah. And probably Sacramento. I'm not going to that one because I have to take my mom to the doctor. But I will say that it makes me proud. Sucks that we don't get any anything. Not even a free shirt or a sticker, you know. Like I booked an AEW match. That'd be a really cool. Maybe that's a underground shirt like we need to kind of do somehow that we can make it maybe for like the stickers you know how um clump hi clump shout out to you how he has the meh maybe we need <laughs> that looks like the AEW logo maybe we need to have like a like a sticker or something that says meh i booked this i booked it. i booked this show <laughs> i booked this shit um i booked this shit yep don't blame me. Don't blame me for booking this shit. The Brian Danielson promo to close the show, I thought was really good. He's good. Yeah, I was. I wish they had more time. No, I, I think it was a good amount of time because I don't think I want too much back and forth with no. him. I think I've had enough of MJF. He's not saying anything mm-hmm. new. He keeps getting into these weird, like his whole fucking promo last week was so weird. I hate you because my girlfriend left me. I keep having girlfriends leave me. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, you don't sound like a badass doing that. Like, yeah, I don't, I didn't, I was really not feeling MJS promo last week. And I went back to rewatch it because you're like, oh, you should check it out. And I watched it and I was like, what the fuck, what the fuck is this? But he yells a lot for no reason. Only barely. It still had a very much a bump, a bump, a bump. Bah, bah, bah. 
you know, he likes haiku. Brian Danielson. He likes like that. Here's what I don't like about you, O'Brien. I think that's fucking how he's always talking. Sounds like Stewie. You make him sound like Stewie from Family Guy. It's probably who he's fucking angling for. Uh, but Brian, I thought, did a really good job. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, little bits here and there. I was like, all right, whatever. But, you know, it was good. It was really good. I still don't understand why we're doing a 60-minute match. Uh, realistically, their reason they gave, I didn't feel. And I was hoping they would say something along the line that would make it, like, click a little bit better. And it doesn't. I think this is how they're trying to make MJF... And I feel like that when MJF wins, it's going to feel like less than because no one's going to buy it. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone buys that MJF could out-wrestle Brian Danielson in a 60-minute Ironman match. So he's going to have to do a bunch of, like, dastardly shit, I suppose, right? Like, how do you get out of this now with it looking fine? So I don't know. We'll see. And it was funny. He said that um, he's going to kick his fucking head in. (laughs) Made me laugh. Um, hmm. What else do we have over here? I don't know, but but it was good. I will say the um, show overall. It was, was interesting. Good, the merch. But... Oh, the merch. Oh, I, yeah? I should take it. I'll take a picture of it tomorrow. Yeah, you did. One of the me. items of merch they have. I had to laugh, and I think I might have. Um, in my own mind, I think I've inspired this one. So it was a scarf. Right, MJF scarf, uh-huh. kind of Burberry ish. It tried to look like Burberry, yeah. and it said something to the point of, um, because I can't afford a real one. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so tongue in cheek. That's funny. <laughs> I kind of want it just because I think I've since he was on the indies, I was like, Look at this Canal Street fucking Burberry. And I remember one of the times I said that, and um, actually, I wasn't at a show. I had uh, it was actually before Defy in um Seattle when Ricky was on the card and MJF was on the card and Cole Cabana was on the card. Obviously, Swerve, um, Darby Allen, I think might have been on that one too. Um, I had choked with Ricky. I'm like, what's up with this Burberry, like Canal Street Burberry scarf? He died laughing and he's, he's like, he was like, Damn, you spotted a fake. I said, I'm Asian. Of course I do. I know real and fake. Come on now. Please. We Asians make the fake ones. Come on. No, but I, I that was always my thing was like this Canal Street Burberry, right? And now that, that scarf comes out and I just thought that was the best thing. It's $40, but I don't know if I can justify buying that because they do have a special shirt that actually has the, the AEW thing and it's the San Francisco and it has the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm. So I kind of want to get that, which is why yeah, that's cooler. They do have on pro wrestling tees that they didn't have was a postcard shirt, which was greetings from Scissor Cisco from San. That's funny. Whatever. I yeah. thought that was cute. They didn't have it for sale. So I'm going to, maybe buy it on pro wrestling tees just so I can have it and it's 20% oh. off. So um at least I'll get some savings there. But th- I don't know what other merch they had because for me the two standouts were I need to get the the one shirt and I need to get the um probably get this maybe get the scarf. But I don't know. 50 bucks to park. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Parking. I don't know. So um, that's where I'm kind of yeah. like. We'll yeah, see. I don't know. But um, it, yeah, but I mean, even WWE has like a pretty lame shop when you go live a lot of the times. I mean, you go to the big events and they have the access and you go, all oh, this fucking everything and things you'll never see anywhere else and all that cool shit. But when they just do like well, a live event, they have like six t shirts and like two little posters and you're like, they, they try to tell you that they have things there that they don't have online. I only saw two things. So they had a lot of figures that were pre signed. Who they were, I have no idea. I don't know who they were. Oh, I finally Um, got my one AEW figure. Oh. Who'd you get? I hope it's someone good. (gasps) Finally got the Thunder. I saw Thunder. Friend of the show. Yep, yep. She actually saw me yeah. before I saw her. <laughs> She's like, hey, girl, roll out. Hey, chase. girl. And I'm like, oh. yeah. no, Chase. Yeah. We'll get you one. I know it's not the we'll Chase, but one. at the same time, it's like, this was the first one. This is her first figure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, And it was hard to find. I, yeah, it was really hard to find. I went to a bunch of stores a bunch of times. When I finally saw it, we were going back and forth. I was like, I don't know if I should get it. You know, it's a little pricey and kind of watching what I'm Tough spending right now. Pricey. and. I mean, 20 bucks for a it? figure. 20 bucks. You know what I mean? That's how much I paid like, for. Uh, no, I paid 22. Yeah, but I'm like watching what I'm spending because I'm not making as much and all that. And so I was like, and we got all these trips Dude. coming up. I'm going to California Dude, twice this here? month. Going to, and, but look, I'm going, I'm, I've got a fucking hotel this weekend because of Renaissance Festival. Next weekend, we have to go to LA. Um, Wait a the minute. Last weekend of. It, are you paying really expensive that? You were telling me about the hotels. Are you paying a really like expensive no, rate? No, we didn't get the stupid one for Renaissance. Fuck, that was ridiculous. We found okay. one that's just a couple cities away, or like a one okay. city away. But like, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, I'm just I've got all these things coming up. WrestleMania week's expensive, so I was like really watching what I'm spending. And finally, producer ladies all like they only have one, and you've been looking for it forever. If you don't get it now, you're gonna be probably pissed. I was like, all right, yeah. fine. So I went and got my Thunder Rosa figure. Yeah. It's pretty sick. I've pretty never seen about it since I got mine. And I think I want to, um, I don't know if I even care about getting the chase so much as I kind of want to get that lights out match one, the one where she gets bloody. The lights out one. And then there's that other one that she has that's coming out with, um, the last pay-per-view she did. Remember the big headdress and the whole. Oh yeah. Yeah. That That one's coming out. That one's really cool. Yeah. But it's also the one. Yeah, but it's also ringside exclusive for the Lights Out one, and I got kind of an ins- issue with ringside collectibles. I know. A lot of people do. Yeah. I want a Darbay still. I'm still hunting people. Um, oh, I saw somebody. So I'm part of a whole bunch of um, wrestling figure Facebook groups and stuff mm-hmm. and buy, sell, trade kind of things. And one mm-hmm. dude posted pictures of himself with this figure, and it was a uh, misprint mispackaged chase and it was a cm punk chase that was in an mjf box and it was a picture of him (laughs) at walmart with the figure Mm -hmm. and when you look at it you realize he's in a walmart uniform and someone made a comment to him because he was trying to sell it for 500 and he was like yeah i work nights there as a stalker so when i see stuff like this i grab it and you're like you're a fucking asshole dude 
You know what I mean? Like you work in the middle of the night, you pulled it out of the box, took it to your fucking break room so you could buy it when the store opens so you could try to sell it for $500. Like called America. What a dick move. Yeah. I was all like, it's called America. You you want to know? That's not a dick move because that happens in every type of thing. And it's always a dick move. It would be less dickish if he put it on the shelf, put it behind all the other figures and waited for his first break, went there to see if it was still there and then buy it. I wouldn't care then because it would be like, oh, I already know it's there. But if it's still there, that would at least give a window of opportunity for a real fans to actually get their hands on something that's rare or B Uh for someone to stumble across it and have a great find because it's a retail shop that's trying to sell things. It wouldn't be someone just poaching. You'd have a small window. You know what I mean? That you could do it. Clock out, go get it. You want to hear? That's it. Okay. Here's a quick little story, not related to wrestling figures. Went to target the other night. Okay. Mm -hmm. Looking through the Easter shit. And I was like, Okay, you know, I know that out there, you know, I love Hello Kitty. I know there's Hello Kitty squish Squishmallows that she's an Easter bunny. Mm -hmm. There's two of them. Five Below had one, and I was on the cruise, so it sold out in, like, the day they came out, and I can't find one. And so I'm like, okay, I know they have one, but they're hard to find. Well, I'm at Target and I was just looking and I was looking for something and I was disgusted because they don't sell the chick. Like, I love peeps, but only the yeah. chick and not the bunny. Oh, yeah. And I'm not going into that story. So, next thing I know mm-hmm. is I was walking down this aisle and I saw something looking at me. I know it sounds creepy the way I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. I looked and I squinted like this. I had my glasses on. And I'm like, no. I ripped through. Someone had hid, and I wasn't. It was only an eye, the Hello Kitty eye. That's how much I know. I ripped through it, pulled it out, and there she was, right in my hand. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Like someone tried to hide it. So yeah. then I looked to see if there were more, right? Because I would pick up two, like I did with the limited edition, the Franken Kitty. Mm-hmm. These go for eighty dollars, a hundred dollars now. I ain't selling mm-hmm. mine. I have two of them. One's at work. One's here. <laughs> Anyways, next thing I, I put her in the cart. I'm turning around. I'm like, let me go look at you know one more thing, Easter candy. You know, see what uh, specialty M and M's because Target has them every season. Specialty M and M's. Oh yeah, yeah. What came out for Easter? It's Rice Krispies treats. Didn't sound very good. And I hear these people speaking. They're like, oh yeah, I, ha- I hid that Hello Kitty really well. No one's gonna find it. And the next thing I hear is her friend that she was talking to, bro. Someone found it. And I turned around and they both saw me and I'm like, it's only $12. You should have bought it. And I walked away. <laughs> so see, you, you know. Yeah, but that doesn't bother are me. going to find it. And, yeah, and but fine. it doesn't. And these people were bothered that's what I mean. by it. And I'm like, if he had put dude, it in a weird spot, because what was it? Where was I? I, I'm, I was at like another Target or Walmart and and yeah, I found a, yeah. Um, a couple of figures in the wrong spot behind some things and you go, oh, some kid is hiding this. And I was like, I wonder if that's a special yeah. one or something or if it's just their favorite. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know. Sometimes it's just, oh, it's my yeah. favorite. I used to do that when I was a kid. We'd see it. I got to go find my mom. So you'd hide it behind something. Can I buy it? No. You tell your friend, maybe they can go find it. I hid it behind this other thing. That's part of the game of it. But when you're a stalker and you work there and you take it 
oh, it never makes it to the shelf. That bothers me. Hide it behind something yeah. as though you're a collector. Cool. And even like if you're a night clerk, that means you probably clock out when the day starts. Clock out. Yep. Go over to the fucking area where you hit it. Even if the window is a small window of 10, 15 minutes, at least someone had a chance. No, to see. Know. no one's running into a store because no one ever knows yeah. like what day you're putting those out. Mm hmm. Exactly. And that's just what made it so scummy to me. I was like, you didn't even give a five minute window for someone to stumble upon it. Just because you think you can make $500 off of it. Because for whatever reason, your money's worth more than mine. You spent $20 on a figure and you want 500 for it because you happened to work there, not because you came across it. <laughs> Fuck off. Dude. It's probably so making pissed. minimum wage. I didn't even want the toy. I was but, just mad at the principal. I know. I know. But still, you know, but, yeah, but point of it is I hear that um, Burlington Coat Factory has been getting a lot of really good figs and a lot I of I actually changes. heard that too. I've heard that from two. I'm going to go to mine now. tomorrow. Yeah, I yeah, picked I will uh, too. my mom on an errand tomorrow. So we're mine used it. to get really good figures and our marshals used to get really good figures. They used to get elites like two seasons late. And so you'd get ones that you knew were no longer hard, no longer easy to get. And you knew that its current value had gone up. But it's been a while since I've seen a wrestling figure at either one of those stores. So I don't know. But if they're suddenly getting them, well, I'll go look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was cool that you went. It was cool that you finally got to check it out. And it wasn't a total bust. It wasn't the best show they've ever put on. But hopefully it's building. Hopefully Hobbs gets the title off of Joe. Warlow. I hope so gets to beat Joe in a non-title match to squash that beef. Joe can go to Ring of Honor. Wardlow and Hobbs can have a bit of a feud, maybe. Or maybe Hobbs can just have a nice run with the TNT title and really finally start to become something, you know? I'd be nice if this was the beginning of his real, of the real story of Hobbs or whatever he's calling it. Um, But other than that, you're going to be going there tomorrow night, right, for Rampage? And you're going to also be at Revolution or not at Revolution? Or did you completely leave? You left for Last Call. Why would you walk away knowing Last Call's coming up? It makes no sense. Uh, let me see. Is there even anything over here? There's not even anything left on the show. We've already talked about the figures. Marv's cranky. And Amanda went to go park the car or something. Let me see if there's a segment in here that we missed. I'm scrolling. Um, actually, no. I actually did cover all of it. I thought there was something I specifically skipped. It doesn't even look like it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, nothing. All right, well, if you don't come back in the next couple seconds, I'm going to close the show without you. But I know that tomorrow night, Amanda's going to be at Rampage. I think she's going to Revolution. Uh, I know we're going to be in L.A. for WrestleMania week. So come find us. Tweet at us. Hit us up. Are you on Revolution? Yes, I am. Okay. Going to tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, kind of look for me. Tomorrow, which is Friday. Look for me. Um, I'm going to try to sit. On the if you were looking 
at the entrance ramp, mm -hmm. left-hand side. Um, probably second row, third seat in. I'm going to seat fill there. All right. If it's not sold. Um, and Revolution, I am sitting on when you're facing the ramp, um, the right-hand side. And I am three rows back, five seats in, the fifth seat in. Mm. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So then I take hope notes. There's a chair. Mm -hmm. Of course. I hope that there's a chair. Cool. If there is, that yeah. might be for sale. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then I'm going to see Max Caster on Friday do his rap show. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I'll Very have cool. him sign my, um, I left my scissors in San Francisco. Find him and um, Bowens because they'll both be there. That'd um, be cool. Bowens, uh, just so you know, they they did the last match of the night versus the Workhorsemen. And, I was going to ask um, what happened after the show went off. I was going to ask what happened after the show went oh, off. Yes, it was the Workhorsemen versus Scissors. Is um, and that's the main event for Dark Elevation. Um, it was Workhorsemen versus mm. um, the Acclaimed because everybody loves the Acclaimed. Scissor me, Daddy ass, and mm. um. It was really cool because afterwards um, they went around, you know, obviously. Um, and it was funny because, you know, um, I had my sign. It's interesting about the signs that people don't do a very good job. A lot of the acclaimed signs were hot pink signs, but you couldn't see what they said. So I went yeah. the opposite way and did black with pink lettering and my scissors that I made. And it was funny because they all saw it. And Max Caster came up to me. Like he had to actually go out of his way to come over to me. And he remembered me from the boat. And he was like, he said, um, he was like, I hope you're not objectifying anybody, girlfriend. <laughs> I'm like, nope. And then he has his fingers out. He's like, where are your fucking fingers? I'm like, I'm holding the sign. <laughs> it was really cute. So he, yeah, he, he he's, they're the best. And it was funny because um just watching billy gunn he was like oh, i'm fucking not walking around this he went around and then he perched down by where we were he's like do you mind if i sit here guys i was gonna sit here with you people i don't want to walk around anymore <laughs> it was fun like they had a really good time i was a little sad that hobbs didn't come out to kind of close it yeah but that's where i know he's gone hollywood doesn't care about the people but that's just my yeah. opinion and I'm going to the bowling. Apparently, Adam Cole, Bebe, and his old bitch are uh, hosting it now. Um, oh. I don't know who Adam Cole is wrestling on Sunday. He's supposed to wrestle. Are you sure? But what? He That's what his big... That promo was a couple of weeks ago. No, it wasn't. Coming it was, I'm Revolution. coming back soon. He didn't say he was going to be I wrestling thought he said he was coming back at Revolution. He just said, I'm coming back. It'll be soon. It'll be oh. soon. He just keeps pussyfooting around it. I don't know that he's ready. What is he going to fight CM Punk? Is that his first opponent back? That would be really funny. These two? That'd be really. That'd funny. be boring as shit. Yes, it would be a terrible match because those, those the fans wouldn't know what to do. See that? That's what AEW fans are stupid. They don't know who to cheer for. They just want to do yeah. all the spots. AEW yeah. is for people who want to be seamsters, and I don't like that kind of wrestling. Well, yeah, I can see that. 
All right. Well, then take plenty of notes, jot down stuff, take photos and stuff. Photos. And like you I have been. some photos I'm going to pass um, on. So yeah. we can tag because there's some good ones. I got a couple good ones of Rio, some Juice Robinson. I got a couple real nice ones of Soraya. Um, no, I did not get any of Ricky Starks because, you know, I knew he was going to get his ass beat and I kind of had to let people know there are at least one Ricky Stark supporter in the crowd. Yeah. And then we'll come back next week to talk about it right here in the dive bar of the IWC for a brand new episode one. Amanda, that's the last call. Cheers. Hey, producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.